or the Dust Bowl or yeah, the okay. Dust Bowl. Hey Brian, Grapes are Brian, ask your wife if she's done farting around in my time. I just want to know, man. Just, just want to know. She's <laughs> <laughs> done. I'm getting really, I'm getting really sick of her shit, man. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Try living with her. What's happening? Done. folks and welcome to another edition of the Cinebeef Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Gary Hill, and with me as usual is Jamie. Hello! How is everyone tonight? Peachy, peachy. Fine. It's getting cooler outside, so I'm happy. I wasn't quite ready for 85 degrees to hit, but I think uh, Joey said that it was 95 degrees in Brooklyn, so I couldn't I couldn't even deal, man. You know. <laughs> yeah, it was it's was eighty here, but it was also humid, which was I mean, because we've got some we got a storm rolling in right now. Yeah. And yeah, that's probably the one that we're getting right now. The eighty and humid is making me nuts. Like I'm oh, ooh, hear it? Oh yeah, spooky. Oh nice. <laughs> I love it. So. Um. Yeah, that's proof right there. I'm not lying. See. <laughs> well, I'm jealous. And Iris is here. How you doing, Iris? Hello, hello. How are you, peoples? Fine, fine, fine. And Susanna's See? here. Sorry. Well, no, I was just going to say, you guys are all hot and stuff. I'm barely hitting six, 67 today. Mm. Oh, I sat outside for a while today, and I actually got sunburned on my shoulders. And I'm not bitching about it. Sunburned. <laughs> On my shoulders you are, you, makes me happy. She's in John Denver, so you know. <laughs> Mr. Sunshine on my goddamn shoulders. Okay. <laughs> Suzanne is here as well. How are you doing, Suzanne? Uh, sunburn on my shoulders. Yay. <laughs> nice weather. Finally, I had to turn the air on. Oh, wow. Yeah. We got a big ass show tonight with a, a lot of guests. Uh, first and foremost, I'll. Uh, I'll mention that Brian is here. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing okay. Thanks for the invite. Oh, for sure. Always welcome, sir. I, I, I just wish you, you, you'd put the work in and come up <coughs> for the dumb shit, just, just to hear your opinion all the way. It's like, this is where Brian explodes, right here. <laughs> yeah, for this, I'll come on. Um, some of the other stuff, no way. Okay. You kind of get his opinion on other stuff when he's playing video games in the background. Yes. Yes, we do. <laughs> Moron. That's the good, that's the good cues there, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I dragged him away from, from his video game to come sit with us. I didn't drag him. I just said, hey, do you want to? He said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's very simple. And, and, and you fed him tonight, apparently, too, so that's always awesome, you know? Yes, she does. <laughs> okay. And uh, it's damn good. 
Oh. Oh, I was like, what's he talking about? Oh, I forgot. Yeah, the. So, yeah, that was. Pretty, sometimes he mentions that you awesome. feed him. I'm not saying you keep chained up in the basement and feed him salty crackers, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> so that in particular, you made a delicious dinner. He claims so. I did. I think it, it was. was pretty yummy. Oh, and with us, this is a big event. We've all been waiting for this because uh, I've mentioned him on the show a couple times and play their promos, and I mean, I haven't listened to this show. The Horror Mafia's crew is with us tonight. Uh, first up, um, Donnie Rings. How you doing, sir? Hey, what's going on, Gary? Uh, it's great to finally be here and uh, check off a couple names on my uh, bucket list of people I've wanted to record with. So, yeah, uh, great to finally be here and uh, actually review instead of commentate. That's going to be a fun ride. Yeah. I've <laughs> uh, got three first ladies here that I've always wanted, always admired and wanted to talk to and record with. And guess what? We got Brian, another one. So yeah, this is a big one for me. Happy to be here. Well, thanks, hon. I appreciate that. You're such a sweetie. Thank you. Awesome. Uh, Absolutely. Also with us is Big Bill. How you doing, sir? Hi. Holy shit. Gary, I'm on Cinema Beef. Yes, sir. Oh, shit. I thought I was going to be on Kill the Cast. Oh, damn. No, no oh. Jerry Herring here. Not yet, anyway. I'm, I'm waiting for <laughs> that. You showed shit. up? <laughs> Don, you lied to me. <laughs> I'm waiting for that Hi, Jerry guys. Herring guest spot to pop, pop up one of these days. You know, I need that, that, <laughs> I need that good banter going, you know. Oh, I love you guys. Oh, for the record, it was 86 in Maine today. Too much. Too much. Mr. Sunburn on my shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also with us on the same camera we're going to right now is the terrible Tanya. How you doing, sir? How do you, ma'am? Sure, ma'am. Ma'am. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm tired. I'm I can't help it. It's okay. <laughs> I love Tanya. She brings positivity to Facebook, and I, I appreciate that very, very much, you know. Oh, you. <laughs> I try. And lots of baking things. Yes, 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 yes. Me and my recipes. Uh, uh, baby Joey may join us uh, when the reviews hit or whenever he can come on. He's uh, he's away at the moment, but uh, hopefully we'll talk to him soon. But uh, we'll start the show the same way we always start every show, and I'll ask one of our guests. I'll ask Bill first. Uh, what has he been watching lately? What have I been watching lately? I've been watching a lot of uh, TV shows, um, like Sci Factor. I've never seen before until last night. Been watching uh, reruns of Ghost Adventures. And um, The Office, that's about it. As for horror movies, oh, Christ. I don't have time to watch stuff that I want to watch because I'm always reviewing stuff. And very soon we got the It's Alive trilogy. Oh, boy. That is the convention for real. Yeah. Getting getting the other stuff on there. Uh, So no time to watch movies for pleasure anymore. You have a work, too, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, What about you, Tanya? Oh, same thing as Bill. Oh, but we did see something together. Yeah. We went and saw um, Infinity War That's on true. Saturday. That was a that was a good time. Uh, give us a brief uh, talk about what you, what you liked about it, and you know, oh, it was just action and me being a big old geek girl and crying some geek tears and. Every character in that movie had a shining moment. There was yeah. humor. There was drama. There was comedy. There was action. There was sadness. Everything about it is great. Yeah. Nice. So the only all I need is the Guardians uh, chilling that that chill that that chill scene where they have the spinners rubber band man playing. I, I need that in my yeah. life. Yeah. Let's play that part <laughs> that on the awesome. loop. I love that part. You know. Mm. 
Oh my god. Yeah, and Drax is a trip. Yes, he is. <laughs> Always making me fucking laugh. <laughs> but this this is going to be good here, man. Donnie Rings, what have you been watching? So this is going to be interesting how they're feeling. Um, fortunately, Gary, I'm uh, sad to disappoint you. I uh, haven't been watching much. Um, last week I uh, was sick for most of the week, and not the good kind of sick where you're sitting in bed watching movies all day, coughing every 20 minutes. Was uh, spending half the day with your head in the toilet, the other half recovering from what you gacked up. So... Mm. Yeah, not the uh, fun kind of six. So, um, yeah, the only thing that I really watched was um, a copy of Girls Gone Dead that Bill provided for us. <laughs> I uh, I'd seen this years earlier when it um, was on Chiller, when that was still a thing. So it cut out a lot of the uh, good stuff. But um, I managed to find the uh, uncut version. And um, managed to figure out one of my two scenes in it, too, which is I'm amazed. Yeah. Yeah, I got him uh, pretty easily. Uh, yeah, uh, he has two cameos. I'm not, not going to spoil the second one. Don't spoil any of them. <laughs> well, I'm just going to say that he has two cameos in the film. Try to find him. I did. So, <laughs> But um, other than that, uh, the only thing I've been watching is uh, stuff for another podcast that I'm guesting on in a couple days. It's going to be for a show called Attack of the Killer Podcast, and uh, we're doing Korean films. Nice. So, yeah, um, stuff there that I can't mention. But other than that, yeah, that's about all for me. I mean, can't pronounce, right? Oh, I'm good with Korean. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, and um, Thai is really the only Asian language that I kind of stumble on because there's like 20 different consonants in there. But uh, I'm actually a lot more reliant on Asian names than you think I would be. But... That's okay. So you were probably doing the same thing when, when Brandon kept saying Nguyen instead of Win. Yes, uh, that's uh, one of the things that trips me up. I'm always Nguyen. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's Win. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, no, that's uh, my list there, Gary. Cool. Uh, Brian, I'm sure you and Jamie will share a lot of your picks. What have you, what have you guys been watching? All of our picks. We share all of our picks. <laughs> um, somebody had mentioned the It's Alive trilogy. Um, I just recently got that on uh, Blu-ray from Screen Factory. Uh, and I'd only ever seen the first one. I thought I had seen the second, but while watching it for review, I uh, realized I had it. And even the first movie, I haven't seen in God knows how long. So it was really cool going back and uh, giving them a watch. Um, real quick, love the first one. The second one takes a little bit of a dip, I think, a little bit overlong. And then the third one is just gloriously stupid again. So I like it. Oh, boy. Wow, we're getting notes here at this time. Jeez, how many films did you guys watch? <laughs> <laughs> Anything else, um, sir? We also continued with the Hitchcock uh, box set we've been doing. Uh, this time it's been, it was Marnie and that is a movie that Ooh. I have never seen before. <gasps> awesome movie. Yeah, Marnie's, Marnie's yes, it is. It's typical Hitchcock, which means the direction is on point and the acting is amazing, especially Sean Connery. I can watch him, you know, read a phone book. Uh, I did have some problems with the plot though. Um, as did I, I don't think the story it was based off was as solid as it should have been. Um, for a first-time Hitchcock wa watch, I gotta say, I was a little disappointed because I'm a huge Hitchcock fan. 
And uh, it's interesting. That's one that he had always stayed away from just because I don't know why. Just because I don't know. It, something about the title, I guess, because it was a, a girl's name or something. Maybe it, it didn't be. seem like a Hitchcock, you know, a, what I would consider a Hitchcock film. So I um, I do have quite a few issues with that film. And mainly it's because a lot of the psychology is just flat oh, yeah, out it's, bullshit. It's great. But, <laughs> Um, they, he actually references a book in that movie, and I just, I just, it, it tickles me to death that there is a book in this film called "Sexual Aberrations of the Criminal Female," <laughs> and I'm like, that is a very fucking specific book. <laughs> oh, I got that one. It's my bathroom. But it just, it's, I don't know, it's, it's a total callback to Psycho. Um, it is, um, it's heavily reliant on, on relationship roles that just don't fit today when we know a little bit more about male and female and it just i don't know today and so watching it now i guess it would i mean i can see how it would fly then but now it just seems silly (laughs) and uh, i don't know i mean plus the biggest issue i think was just that it was way too long like it there were chunks of scenes that had no need to be there and you know could didn't have to be two hours and ten minutes long so as a result of that it felt like it was meandering because it seemed to go all over the place and so while I liked the performances and it looked really good I just was kind of underwhelmed when uh, his films are typically so tight yes so that one I just don't think lives up to the rest of his catalog but that's just a personal opinion. Now, Brian, Brian, you mentioned that you could listen to him read the phone book, but can you listen to him sing a jaunty tune? Because I watch Darby O'Gill every year on St. Patrick's Day, <laughs> and he sings gloriously in that movie. I know, and uh, yeah, I could I could do that too. Okay. Tiffany Hedren was great in this movie. Yeah, yeah she yeah. was. But, I mean, she always is. I mean, I had no problem with the acting, and, I mean, again, Hitchcock, I don't think, can make a bad film. Uh, my problems were just squarely aimed at the source material, or at least how it was adapted. I think, I don't know, it could have been tighter, in my personal opinion. No, well, that's the same thing I said. Um, other than that, what have we done? Um, oh, well, and re- before that was The Birds, before that was Psycho. Yeah. Um, and then various other ones. But that's so that's mainly been what we went through. We've been doing Hitchcock and we did the well, the trilogy you got for review and then I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. Except for the stuff that I watched for the show. Mm-hmm. Cool. Iris? Well, I have started uh, Lost in Space and I am just fucking loving it. It's really good. Yes, I am Dr. Smith. Oh, I have. I not disappointed. <laughs> no, neither was I. I was excited when they announced it that Parker Posey was going to play Dr. Smith, and I was not disappointed. Wait, wait, wait. What? A female Dr. Smith? Yeah, she's really good. Yeah. Oh, it's wow. it's good. It's good. And then I've been watching a uh, Spanish. Oh, the what was that? It's an old William. Did she <laughs> do that at all? Uh, no, yeah, not no, yet. Not the uh, British accent, no. <laughs> um, and then I've been watching a Spanish uh, series called El Chapo because I, you know, true crime, love true crime. That's Spanish for the Chapo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. El, wow. El Nino. Hey. Spanish for <laughs> the Chapo. 
El Nino. Uh, then I'm um, glad you got that reference. <laughs> Uh, the new Legends of Monkey, which is uh, martial arts, and been watching a little bit of that, and then just watching, you know, stuff on Terrible Life Choices. So that's about it. Oh, Terrible Life Choices! So what a wonderful channel that is. Yeah, it's <laughs> I love that channel. <laughs> it makes me feel good about me. Oh yes, <laughs> Suzanne. Well, yeah, my standards. You know, forged in fire just because men, hammers, hot metal just does something for me. And started watching Knife or Death, which is entertaining, but we'll see how long it lasts. And going back to movies, been revisiting some old stuff. Went and rewatched Reservoir Dogs for probably the 30th time. And it still holds its impact for me. And Michael Madsen is it his absolute coldest and coolest in that movie mm-hmm. i still have my special edition dvd of the mr blondes mm-hmm. and i will quote are you gonna bark all day little doggy are you gonna bite if somebody gets in my face unfortunately nobody gets the reference anymore i get it <laughs> And I love that I, movie so much. Yes. It's, it, there is just something so special about it. It was just gritty. It was ugly. But you're so sucked in. It's like the time vanishes. Hell, I sharpened my knives listening to Stuck in the Middle with you. <laughs> Stuck in the Middle. And went back and rewatched Band of the Hands. Which- <laughs> Yay! Oh, my God. I don't think anybody will ever know the love that I have for this movie. (laughs) You know, we have it on the voodoo, but I had to go order my own Blu-ray copy of it. It's a nice transfer on the the Mill Creek disc. Nice transfer. Yeah, surprisingly for Mill Creek. I know. And I got it for a, a sweet deal. The music, I just, I love the whole glossy feel to it. And Stephen Lang looks so good in that movie. I mean, somebody transport me back to 1986, please. Is it uh, included on like a whole, like a hundred other movies as well? (laughs) You know, Mill Creek, right? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, I've got so many of their (coughs) sets. It's not even funny. I've probably got 500 movies with the Mill Creek. On one disc. (laughs) <laughs> Unfortunately, so do we. That's a single disc release, yeah. though, Bill. It is okay. Oh, it's it's really nice. I got it for ten bucks. Totally mm. worth each and every penny. I, and then, like I said, I went back, watched some old stuff. I uh, watched the Bad Seed. Does anybody remember yay! the Bad Seed? I was so amazed at how much that movie actually holds up, and I can't believe. I no think it does. It does, because you see these parents just letting their children get away with everything and not disciplining them. And this little girl is killing people for something she wants mm-hmm. or not getting her way or they're being mean to her. She wants those or shoes. Or they're going to tell on her. Oh, yeah, those shoes. Those when shoes. mom went and <laughs> that it, it's still spooky as hell. I love the uh, performance of I can't remember her damn name now. All of a sudden, Eileen Eileen Heckert, the uh, the drunk mother whose son gets oh, killed. Yeah, she 
is amazing. I mean, she just is, she comes in, like, she comes swooping in and just steals the whole thing. She's incredible, I think. Yeah, she is. And I went back, I rewatched The Changeling. Ooh, Yay! Excellent. That Great is choice. the ghost movie that all ghost movies are compared to. Yep. And right and I, so. Finally, and the thing about The Changeling, I, I love the fact that it's actually based on a true story. For some reason, uh, all my life, I had thought that that was rated PG. And I did not know it was R until maybe three years ago. It doesn't seem like it should be R-rated. Um, maybe yeah. just for, like, mature content. But there's nothing, no, no nudity, no bad no. language, no gore. Right. No, I mean, the closest you get to anything bloody is when the cop car flips and you see blood on his face. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. But, but one of the most terrifying so, movies. That bouncing ball, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I it, it just freaks me out. Whenever I hear anything bounce like that, it's like the hair stands up. Yeah. You know, I will always be incredibly proud that I introduced Duncan to that film. Oh, wow. It yeah. is a fantastic movie. That and like I said, so this is what all ghost movies are judged against. Yeah. And finally, to round it up, I watched a newer one that I've been told about for a long time and finally got around to watching called The Last Shift. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Did you like it? Was that the Stephen King one? No, no. It's no. the cop station. Yes. Yeah. Oh, the cop station one. With the, the, uh, the kind of Manson-esque family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was so well done. I really want to watch this. I ended up watching it. I I was kind of bored. I really needed to find something to occupy my time. So I'm like, yeah, why not? I really wish the horror movie rules had been applied when I watched it. Because this would have creeped me the fuck out with all the lights <laughs> off at midnight. But once again, fantastically done. Great story. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of shit about how much I need a good story. But I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, give me a story. And this one was really good. I have to admit, I did, even in broad daylight, jump a little bit when that cop came in. <laughs> and then he turned around and oh, walked yeah. away. Yeah. I'm like, what? It yeah. was almost a, a little bit of a sixth sense vibe there. Yeah. That, um, a little bit. Like the kid in the hall, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that got me when we watched The Last Shift. It, it got me. It worked really well. I was very impressed with that. That made film. my top 10 for the year. Yeah. Did it make yours? I think it, I don't know if it actually made my list list mm. or if it was just an honorable mention, but it was definitely solid. And the final one, we watched the church last night on NFW. Hey. And I have to admit, I, I really feel bad about this, but I kind of dumbed down my rating because it's, the Church is a great movie. Yay, goat fucker. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I, I really enjoy the movie, and I just want to revise my rating. It's at least an eight, and I gave it a six and a half because everybody's like, yeah, it's boring. Nothing's happening. There is some okay gore. It wasn't that great. I'm like, are you kidding me? There are organs. My only problem, is, not- my only problem is the upskirt shots with Aja Argento when she's 12 years old. It's, it's my only problem. Yeah. My only problem there. <laughs> I, That's I, just I, setting the stage for what you'd see for years to come. I addressed address this on the commentary show that I had a problem with this. Yes. <laughs> oh, we also watched Truth or Dare. Oh, no, wonder, no wonder we forgot yeah, it. No yeah. wonder. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't hear good. You mean jump scare twenty seven? Yeah. Not hearing good though. Yeah, no. it's not. Don't waste your time. I mean, it just <clears throat> it had a good premise. It could have been good. Yeah, could have been good. Wasn't wasn't. There's nothing planned, you know. I I really liked the first half of Insidious. Until you see the monster, and oh, then it kind of. So stupid. <laughs> and then the whole the rest of the movie falls apart. But Sinister was fantastic. When Darth not the I, second. When, not the second one, no. When Darth. But, uh, oh, the second one. There, the, has, the second one was pointless because yes. the cat is already out of the bag. Right. What more are you going to do? Nothing apparently. What but it, but this time we're going to do it in a cornfield. <laughs> Um, Blumhouse has an excellent record with me. I mean, mm-hmm. I went through their catalog of, you know, just a last week sometime. I was running down the list of their films, and I'm like, winner, 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 winner. I mean, there's the occasional dud in there, but for the most part, they have a stellar, what stellar What was that, Hangman movie? Oh, the, oh the, gosh. The, gal- uh, the, the Gallows. Gallows. That's it. And yeah. they're making a Ugh. second one. Got They've it. already done it. they are. They've already done it. It's already supposedly filmed. Oh wow! But you know, but but you I know, even, some, they do have their fails. But for the most part, I have a great deal of respect for them. They do good work. But they, they have a I most even solid like Dark Skies. Yeah. Jamie's gonna hate this statement, but they announced today that James Wan's doing a Swamp Thing series, and that yep. may actually be the first thing that James Wan has made that I'm gonna really, truly, truly enjoy. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I can't help it that you don't want to live in my Wanniverse. <laughs> I'll say this: his best movies, uh, uh, Dead, Re- Dead Silence. That's my favorite of his movies. All right, Fast and Furious. <laughs> I've been saying that for years, and everybody was like, "No, it's not that good." I'm like, "I didn't care I for what either." You're talking about. Yeah. I have to say this: I watched it. You know, oh, Bill. You know what? You know what mm-hmm. happened was the hmm. the difference was I'd been watching the uncut version. Hated it. I was like, blah, this is crap. I watched the cut version on Netflix so much better. I don't did Honestly, I've only seen the uncut version. I've I oh. have the I've said I got it through the deep the DVD and I've only seen the uncut version. The uncut version uses some tricks that are just they're cheap and they're unnecessary and they don't seem very one well, you just have a thing about the tongue. Yeah, well, because it's stupid. It's awesome. It's stupid. <laughs> it's awesome. It's stupid. No, it's not. But anyway, if you watch the uncut, I mean, sorry, if you watch the cut version, that shit's gone. And it just, it's it flows much better. I wrote this whole thing about it. It's way I'll better. I'll give that a shot. I'll, I'll see it again in the, the R-rated. Um, and I actually like it. G-rated. I did not like it at all. I would fight Brian on this one. I'm like, no, no, no. I don't like it. It's it silly. is easily the most gothic thing Juan has it done. Is ex- it does look fantastic. It's it, extremely gothic. Sure. It is I love probably one of his best looking films. But I think that's it's what I love about it. Too. Yes. That's what I love about it. I don't really give a crap about the story. It's just the look of it. <laughs> I, I did like the story. I just didn't like how they did it. It was just like a watered down jump scare fest. That yeah. I agree. I'm, I love uh, evil puppets. So right there, uh-huh. I think my biggest problem is um, wasn't it the guy from True Blood in that movie? The the Sookie's brother in that movie? Yeah, I think so. I don't think yeah, he's, I don't okay. think he's a very good actor. No. <laughs> yeah, Donnie Wahlberg. 
Either way. Uh, I, I liked it much better the third time I watched it, but that was because I watched a totally different version. Because the whole time I'm like, here comes the part I can't stand, and it wasn't there. <laughs> I'm like, oh, here comes another I can't stand, and it wasn't there. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? So I actually looked it up, and yeah, there were two different versions. Hmm. And I went through, there's like this whole site that breaks down, like line by line, what's missing from the film. And they and what was missing was everything I hated. So hmm. I was like, oh, well, this is way better. <laughs> so I actually like it now. Um I would give that a shot. But, uh, yeah, Juan overall, love him. Yeah, yeah. And... I don't think he's made a movie I disliked. No, like, even, not the, even the Furious movie, I loved it, so... Oh, yeah. Ah, I've still I, got that on my DVR, damn it. How the hell did I miss that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan of the Fast and Furious series, too, so... Yeah, that's what I'm saying, like, I don't know why the hell I still have that on my DVR. I've loved every single one of those, except for parts... Yeah. Except for, oh, what was the one, the Tokyo one? Tokyo, Tokyo Drift. Man, I love Tokyo Drift. Nobody likes that movie. You're but right because it sucks. No, it's fun. No, it, no, shut up. it doesn't suck. It's for me. It's the same thing with Halloween Five. I don't hate it. It's just the bottom of the barrel when it comes to ranking the series. Eh, okay, I'll give you that. Anyway, don't don't bother with Truth or Dare. It is so bland. Yeah. I mean, just oh no, it's actually just kind of stupid. I'm, they do one thing that is awesome, but for all the wrong reasons. Whenever the demon possesses somebody, they do a stupid, silly grin You've thing. You've seen it in the trailer. Everyone saw it in the trailer. And it's- they even say, it looked like a hokey Snapchat filter. <laughs> like, we'll just try, you know, trying to lampshade it and trying to cover your ass. You know it looks like shit. You just did it anyways. <laughs> yeah, bad choice. It just, it looks so stupid. To me, the biggest <laughs> problem was the whole premise. The idea is, once you're asked, you're in. So if someone just randomly yeah. comes up to you and says truth or dare, you're playing, whether you know anything about it or not. That's mm-hmm. stupid. When have you ever had someone come up to you on the street and just start playing a game with you Classic. and you had to play? That well, is also, not a rule. It's not a thing. Classically, evil needs to be invited. That's one of the things. It's like you're damning yourself. Just walking up to somebody and go, truth or dare, now you're it. Ha ha ha. I mean, that's that's not scary. That's I, stupid. That, I said it's like someone running up to you on the street and, and smacking you on the shoulder and then being pissed if you don't chase them. You know, it's Uh-oh. that's not how games speak, they have to consent. Speaking of which, I'm really looking forward to that tag movie for no good reason. Have you seen the preview for this movie? <laughs> yes, yes, and I am too. It looks insane. I love it. I think it looks hilarious. It I can't wait. Oh my god. Anyway, sorry that I just remembered truth or no, dare. So, okay. Jamie Jenkins. It. Yes, I wouldn't. Ex- I wouldn't expect anything less, you know, except unless you're a Darth Maul creature with clickety clackety feet. And then mm, I was gonna say Darth Maul. <laughs> she said the, the monster. Yeah, that's what Brian calls him too. Because he, he so demon. looks like it. Like it does. He's officially credited as the lipstick demon. Thank you very much. Oh, that's, that's so much worse. better. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I don't lipstick give a shit, demon. Man. It scares the crap out of me. Insidious. So. <laughs> Hold on, wait, 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 wait. He's he, he's a lipstick demon. I, know, I, right? I I've known a couple of girls like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, those are lipstick lipstick lesbians. <laughs> oh, that's what it is. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, I heard, Jamie, I love you. I heard about those on Jerry Springer in 1995. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> At least they can make movies I like watching. <laughs> So do I. <laughs> me, oh me. It's, it's always hero shit. You guys know this. I, I, I went to see uh, Avengers in, in, in uh, Infinity War as well. And uh, it's excellent. Uh, like uh, like Bill and Tanya mentioned, uh, I recommend anybody who watches those films to 
run to go see it one, two, or three times because it's amazing. Um, <clears throat> what else? I watched a new DC animated film, Suicide Squad, Hell to Pay, and that's again they're they're amassing this great animated library of films that are way better than the shit they're putting out in theaters. And this is DC no... cartoons have always been better than their live action. Oh, this is crazy, bloody, and violent, Brian. You'll probably really dig it a lot because. Cool. Yeah, it's really good. They got a nice Suicide Squad lineup in there: Copperhead and uh, the Bronze Tiger, and uh, there's really really interesting stuff in there. Um, what else? I watched. It. Is the Silver Boner in that one too? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I watched. Um, I didn't mention this before, but I bought the Superman uh, Supercut. I guess you. I think they could all. They call it the extended version. Which is basically the special edition that you have now with the added scenes in. And then they intertwined scenes that they shot for television into that into that version. And it's all clean and beautiful. And I've never seen this three-hour cut before. So it was like, Is that the Richard Donner cut? Or is that, are you talking about Superman 2 or 1? No, this one? is 3. This is 3. I mean, this is, oh, this, this three. is, this is part 1. I mean, Superman 1. But they made oh. it... They, they, they shot extra scenes from when... It was like a... I, I wasn't alive when this happened. But apparently it was like a, t- a two-night TV event, and they shot extra scenes for this. Oh, yes, yes. Like it shows uh, – oh, what the, the what's her name? Uh, the, bad la- the bad guy's lady. What's her name? Miss Tessmacher. Miss Tessmacher getting rescued and little scenes of like – that were not filmed or shown in the movie. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but they added – I watched it on TV. They added those scenes into the special edition that you had already. So now – Yeah, it's this, already two and a half hours. This is a three-hour cut of the film now. So if you're a big nice. you're a Superman enthusiast like I am, and you watch it you know a hundred times, it's like kind of like watching it for the first time if you've never seen those scenes before. And uh, that's the only Superman movie I've ever liked. Well, that those initial films anyway. When I was a kid, I used to sit right in front of the TV, and every time he would come on screen, I would kiss it. <laughs> <laughs> I was so in love with Christopher Reeve. <laughs> yeah, he was. She still awesome. does that now. My sister used to do it for Richard Dawson on the feud. I'm, 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 I've heard, you know, that's a that's a whole different thing, though. Um, I had a thing for him too. You no, know, I think everybody did. Not not me myself, but a lot of young girls, I'd imagine. Um, I also saw um, was it quiet, quiet, a quiet place? Uh, I'm trying to think of the name. I know I called it the Quiet Ones in the theater as well. <laughs> uh, you mentioned the Changeling, and I know, I know you've seen this in the preview of the kid getting, getting swept away by the by the the creature. You know, if you heard Duncan's review, you've heard the spoilers already. But um, you know, watching the context with the film, that reminded me of the opening scene of the Changeling when the truck barrels into George C. Scott's family because it's just like you know it's coming, you know it's coming, well, you don't know what's coming at that point. But the thing swooped and took took the kid away. But the film itself is a uh, it's pretty great, pretty brilliant. I think uh, they gave John Krakinski that that the helm and they let him run with it, and I think it shows that there wasn't a ton of studio involvement, you know, in this. Because watching a film that's mostly silent may turn people off, and this didn't turn me off. I, I was in it. It was really good. Uh, no disappointment. If I had to give it a, a rating, it's a good eight out of ten. Probably better with another yeah. viewing. Totally solid. I was talking to some normies at work the other day, and they were like, it wasn't all that good. It was so quiet. Oh, yeah, God. that's kind of the point. And I'm like, you're a dumbass. Yeah. Don't talk to me. And the same breath, he was like, but I saw Truth or Dare, and that face was scary. And I'm like, go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, did I mention the Florida normies? Project? Oh, 
<laughs> before on one of their shows. I don't recall if I did or not, but if I, if I didn't, I, I rewatched Florida Project, and that's a really good film. If you've never seen it before, it, it, it's filmed right where our friend Nudie lives, and uh, it's, it's all about these ghetto fabulous children and their parents who live in these hotels around Disney World, and... The, the issue is, people are like, oh, these kids are, are so rotten. Like, I can relate to these ghetto fabulous kids because I was those kids back in the day. Just getting into trouble outside for no good reason. Setting up firecrackers in the neighbor's house. Uh, you know, <laughs> really stupid shit. And for that reason, and of course, there, there's a, some deep emotional shit there, too, that you could really get into. But uh, I, I related to the kids so bad in that movie because I was so rotten when I was younger. I'm rotten now. But I'm getting much as much mischief as I used to. But um, uh, Willem Dafoe is the glue of that movie, and he's really really good in it too. So if you haven't seen the Florida Project yet, I'd recommend watching the Florida Project. I just can't seem to get onto it. I've tried to to start it like three times. I don't know. It's, it's going to be a mood thing. <laughs> but uh, besides that, a lot of TV and uh, if a horror related Riverdale had a real nice Halloween moment in it. If you guys watch Riverdale, uh. With uh, Archie chasing a killer, and they do the whole thing with Lori, like Lori in the hedge, the long shot, and that was pretty awesome. Because if you're a horror fan, you can spot it right away. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, Halloween the movie! I thought you meant like Halloween the holiday. No, Halloween the movie. But they, <laughs> they, they, they did, did they did do Carrie the musical on Riverdale, and it was pretty spectacular because that was the school production. <laughs> and uh, there was a murder, a real live murder at the end of it, which is uh, always always creates drama in Riverdale. And uh, we just saw Carrie the musical, in fact. Yeah. Locally. Oh, beautiful. I didn't know that was a real thing, but that's awesome. <laughs> no, it really is. Yep. <laughs> and I saw Evil Dead the musical, too. Nice. I yeah, we went to see that. We had we were front row center at Evil Dead the Ooh, musical. Ooh, Splash Zone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got there at, doors opened at, what, 7? We got there at 4.30. <laughs> and we were the first ones, obviously. We were standing in front of the doors by ourselves for the longest time. And then people came up, and we were, they just started getting in line behind us. And we were, as soon as the doors opened, we were like, Pew! we went, we ran for the front row center. I liked Evil Dead better than Carrie the musical. Mm. I would love to see Carrie. We don't usually get a lot of cool stuff like that. I mean, Evil Dead comes about every other year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's other. I mean, I keep waiting for the Reanimator musical. Me too. That has yet to leave like L.A. or Vegas. Yeah, like those are only places I know. Or yeah, London. Yeah, nowhere around here. That's the important part. Yeah, I I definitely make it a point to find that. Oh yeah, for, I'm, for I want to see that bad. I guess it makes sense that Carrie would play there though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it for me, though. <clears throat> we'll get into our next segment, which is uh, the lovely segment known as the Beef Bitches and Mashed Potatoes. Okay, who gets the burly uh, beef? I ordered barbecue beef. I think that's mine, but I didn't know the fries. Who gets the barbecue beef? Mine's the Duke Deluxe. Okay, who gets the burly beef? I'll lay this out for our guests. I'm sure Donnie knows what this is, but Bill and Tanya, this is the, the this is kind of like the festivus of this program, to where you just air your grievances about whatever the fuck you want to talk about. So I'll start with Tanya and I ask her, "What's eating you, Tanya?" People who can't drive the speed limit, <laughs> driving me fucking bananas. I'm trying to go to work and they're driving five to ten under. I'm like, uh, drive. 
I look like a crazy woman, I'm sure, behind everybody. No, that's okay. <laughs> Do you need a push? <laughs> oh, it's it's. I'm like a pirate when I drive. It's terrible. <laughs> she puts on an eye patch, gets a parrot on her shoulder. <laughs> She's stomping that pedal with her wooden leg. Is that leg. Damn. <laughs> oh, it's oh, it's, it's so aggravating. I'm like, I'm just trying to get to work. Where are you people going that you can drive this slowly? Oh, it's frustrating. They have the carpenters playing in their head. Not really playing, particularly <laughs> playing in their head, you know. Either that or they're playing Beethoven, I'm not sure. <laughs> a little bit of the old Ludwig van. Yes. <laughs> what about you, Big Bill? Uh, my base right this this week would be drunken college students who stand outside my goddamn door yelling drunkenly. <laughs> if you can hear that, you can I can't hear understand. it now, but I'd imagine it's pretty wild. <sighs> Are they doing it right now? Yes, they are. It's a female. Oh. <laughs> now you open up the door and scream, shut the fuck up, or I'm going to put a fucking hole in you. And it, well, it's that's not, your... Is she I going, I'm so drunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they, basically, you probably... Yeah, mating call of the college student. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I can't shut my doors because it was 86 today, and this house is still hot. Yeah, and the cops out there are like sick as thieves. <laughs> the cops are thick as thieves? Yeah, they're just like everywhere. Oh, I never heard that term. Okay. <laughs> It's the main thing, isn't it? Probably, yeah. <laughs> and then you got two college girls like, you're drunk. No, no, you're drunk. You know? <laughs> yeah, and you go to the store and they're like, oh, do you want this alcohol? How about this one? And you're like, just shut the fuck up and just get something. And the other thing that bugs me is hipsters. <laughs> <laughs> With their stupid friggin' beards and their lumberjack clothes and their tricycles. <laughs> <laughs> and they're vaping. You guys heard about my hipster story downtown? No. Oh God! Uh, this hipster dude with his beard that came down to like his nipples <laughs> and the big giant ear holes. The, oh yeah, he had fucking big ass gauges. Yep. <laughs> and he 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 was as big around as my fucking knee, <laughs> and he was wearing a pair of red pants. Mm-hmm. skinny jean red pants that were so tight he dropped them. something out of his pocket and he had a hard time bending down to pick it up <laughs> his jeans were so freaking tight I stood back while he was huffing on his vapor trying vape, yep. trying to bend over and get it lit a cigarette stood there and watched him <laughs> so you don't forget the wallet on the chain that, that's the completes the ensemble you know. yeah but Pat has one of those but you know, he rides the Harley, so that yes, the manly that's, one. Yeah, that's different. Yeah. Yes, that's different. Yeah, <laughs> not the suspenders and the friggin' bow tie. That one, you know. Yeah, my my cousin had a friend Jeffrey, and they they were deep into punk rock, and I don't, I don't think Jeffrey owned a shirt because all he would have was this giant mohawk, <laughs> and the, we wore these suspenders with these old man slacks, and it looked it looked good <laughs> on him, but you know, I don't think he ever owned a shirt. <laughs> Yeah, those are my two big beefs right now. Fair enough. Donnie Rings. Um, my thing would be the way my parents are handling the temperature gauge at their house. The They're completely reliant on trying to use a thermostat system, so they're trying to do it by the time. And every single time they do it, it ends up causing the thing to fail because we can't keep the we, you know, it, when we switch it from heat to cold or from cold to heat, it doesn't work because it's going on the system rather than the temperature of the house. So I'm trying to tell them, you know, you just turn it to on, you set it to either cool or heat, 
and you just leave it alone and you let it work itself out and they can't seem to realize that. See, Don, I'm I'm the heat control. You, you start reach quite old mandem yet. You don't touch a man's thermostat, Don. That's all that is, you know. <laughs> yeah, but that might be heat? the first recorded case of a child explaining thermostat etiquette <laughs> to the parents. <laughs> But you're right. I mean, I don't understand people who have to constantly move it up, move it down, move it up, move it down, move it up. Stop. Just stop. He lives in a state where it never gets below like 70. So I don't see the problem. Besides, but, uh, yeah, no. besides your plight with thermostats or anything else you want to mention for your beef? Uh, no, uh, I'm good with that. That's right. Where's those Donny T's, folks? You get them at horophilia.com. You know. <laughs> Those patented Donny T's. Tanked up. Donny Tank Tops. <laughs> oh, man. Brian, what do you got to say, brother? Um, well, I guess people who sell stuff, uh, let's say on eBay or in this case, Amazon, and then don't honor the sale. Um, oh. Yeah. I uh, was looking for a video game. I found it. Great price. Jumped on it. Got it. And then a couple weeks go by, and then I have to contact them, and they're like, oh, well, sorry, uh, that's not available. I don't know what happened. They gave me a refund, and that's nice, but I guess they don't realize that you can look them up and then see their selling history. And lo and behold, they sold the exact same game after the date I bought it, but for more. So in other words, they posted it for a ridiculously low price. They probably realized too late what they did. And I'm like, that's nice. You messed up, but, uh, you know, accept it. I mean, we had a deal. I was, I was pissed. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't tell. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He was mad. And it's just like, you know, if it was a legit thing, like, Hey, we had a copy, don't know what happened, dog ate it, whatever. Okay. But you can't hide the fact that you just turned around and sold it out from under me to somebody else for more money. That's pretty shitty. Yeah. Yeah, that is. And so I left him a negative, you know, rate, whatever, review. Not that that does anything good, but you can't do anything about it. It just sucks. So that was the only thing recently to really twist my titties. (laughs) (laughs) Other than me. Other than you, that is right. (laughs) Speaking of kinky, Iris, what's beef for you, girl? (laughs) Bushes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> trimming bushes no uh, no it's gardening gardening <laughs> this is the lower foliage the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the lower foliage lower foliage no gardening just just uh, just keeping up with the garden oh my god the yard it's like it rains for you know 10 months here and weeds grow, and then you got two months to pick them all so they can grow right back again for another 10 months. Yeah, that's my beef right now. Just a little bitchy about all the guard, all the yard work I've I got so far. So you gotta put the boy to work. That's he's about a, it. He's uh got good stock going oh, on. See, dude, he he pushes the 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 we have a push mower, mm-hmm. he pushes that thing along, man. I'm like, are you fucking serious, dude? He's got the shoulders so, of a yeah. linebacker. He's a little tank. <laughs> a cute one. Like, oh, yeah, he is. I told him I'm going to start teaching him how to play cornerback. You know, he's just a freaking little tank and just, I go, just tackle people, okay? <laughs> oh. But, yeah, he's, he's, he's my little monster. 
But yeah, that's about my only beef that I have just so much yard work to do, and it's just ridiculous. But say la vie, you know, you own a house, that there you go. Yep. We're going to move on to Suzanne now. Okay, pull up a chair. <laughs> She's going to spin us a yarn, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Come, ye okay. children, and listen to the tale. <laughs> well, shall we start with probably the reason that I have an abscess tooth? And uh, I had to end a friendship because, well, people misrepresent themselves. And I'm, I, I'm not the fastest friender. But then when I tell you that things are not going to go in the way that you think they're going to go, and then you're mean to me, you may as well have just punched me in the face because now you've hurt my feelings. And I would much prefer someone to hit me because I'll get over that quicker than if you hurt my feelings. So that ended. And like I said, I was I, I dwelled on the mean shit that they said to me. But that's okay. I'm over that. But I got really angry. And when I was even angrier when I went to bed and I ground my teeth, which is why I think I have an abscess tooth. So, yeah, people, I fucking hate people. I'm going back. I'm not going to try to be nice to anybody ever the fuck again because of this fucking jackass. And I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just. I don't understand why people act the way they do and why you would just be mean to me for no fucking reason other than the fact that I told you 800 times we're friends, I'm married. The end. But no, you have to go be a fucking dick. And I really hope for as long as I live in this area, I never run into this fucking dipshit again. Because there's a good chance I am going to slam a broken bottle over their head for being such an asshole and hurting my feelings for no reason. I'm sorry. And I have to admit, I'm, I'm, I'm still a little angry. I'm pretty much mostly over it. And I'm going to thank my abscess tooth for that because, you know, one pain for another pain. But why the fuck do people fucking think like that? Douchebags. And why would you even? Well, I, it's the whole saying mean shit to me that I'm just having a really hard time with. Mm. And, I'm sorry, there are a bunch of nice guys out there too. I know. I mean, it was it, just a friend, someone I've known for a couple of years. Right. And out of nowhere, it, it just it got weird, and then it got mean. And like I said, I, you're better off if you ever decide to hurt my feelings, drive to my house and hit me. It's going to be much easier for you that way. And let's talk about the joys of going to see a concert with a chipmunk cheek in an abscess too. <clears throat> that was just fucking amazing. I love the fact that my jaw throbbed in time with the music. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing about it now. I wasn't laughing at the time. <laughs> but I went to see My Life with the Thrill Kill Cult Saturday night. And mm-hmm. if you ever get a chance, if you're oh my ever God. a fan. Oh, my God. You got to see them? Oh, they did the first two albums. Oh they did God. I See Good Spirits, I See Bad Spirits, and Confessions of a Knife. Oh, my God. I love them. Oh, the, the set they did from Confessions of a Knife. Oh, that's probably one of their best. Oh, it is. 
Oh my god! When they did Days of Swine and Roses, oh. I didn't care how bad I hurt. I was still dancing and screaming. Oh, beautiful! Just beautiful. So yeah, hmm. abscess tooth. Yay! Shitty people. Boo! And life lesson for everybody: if you if you want to say something mean to me, don't say it. Drive to my house and hit me. And uh, yeah, I'm with you on Noted. people who can't drive and construction in <laughs> Illinois. Those, and I'm done. Those are the two seasons. You know this, Suzanne. Uh, oh, I know. I've, I'm a northerner. Winter, there are two seasons. Winter and construction. Winter and road construction. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I was telling Pat the other day when we were driving around, I was like, oh my God, look, the orange blossoms have started blooming. <laughs> Pretty soon you'll see the giant metal plates on the road and try to cover those potholes. Oh, no, there's already about 15 of them in my little burb. <laughs> nice. Those, I have no idea what the fuck they're doing. Those things won't destroy your tire at all. Not not at all. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Jamie, you got to beat yes. this one, girl. I do, and it kind of ties into one thing I was talking about earlier, and that's just... I realize that I live in my own little bubble of the internet, which is not exactly a little bubble, but um, I surround myself with people who understand me and understand my loves and they share the same loves and we may not agree on everything but we get it and if they don't like something they usually have a good reason for it unless they're on the 22 shots or exploding heads page because (laughs) honestly (laughs) some of those people i don't even i don't even but um (laughs) i can't get into it over there because wow but um it's most of us, we understand. And whether we like the same things or not, we at least get it. And sometimes I forget that. And I'm just out in the world and I'm talking to the random people and something will come up and they just don't get it at all. And and it's really their attitude about it that just blows me away. They're, it just makes me angry because they're so... And I'm speaking specifically about horror movies here. If people haven't figured that out yet, <laughs> but um, it's just it's they're I just I look at them like open mouthed. I'm like, well, how did how are are you for real? Like I don't understand. I don't I don't know. I don't I don't get their attitude sometimes because it's not even a oh you know I I thought that was an interesting idea, but I didn't really care for the film or oh that's not the movie for me or whatever. No, it's just a well that was stupid. And it'll be something that we have been like, holy crap, thank you. Like, it, it was so good. Like, just so something that brought us all together as horror fans. And we just loved it so much. And then some other person will just be like, well, that's dumb. And I'm like, go, you stop. <laughs> just stop talking and get out of my face. And then it's just like that kid. I mean, and I say kid, I it, it was a kid. He was he was like 17. And. So you could you could have the argument that, well, he was only 17. Of course, something like Truth or Dare is going to appeal to him more than something like A Quiet Place, to which I would promptly say bullshit, <laughs> because when I was 17, I still had good taste. But I it just... Jamie, Jamie, know. Jamie, though. But, sweetie, hmm. sweetie. Remember when you were uh, on BBNBC, second episode, and you were talking about The Exorcist with Mike. And yes. you had gone to go see it in the theater, and there was a kid with their dad in front of you, and he was bored shitless. Yes. It's and the what same did I do? 
What did I do? <laughs> you yelled at the kid? But... Yes, I did. <laughs> it's, there's nothing the... wrong with that, though. <laughs> no, no, no. But, no, there's nothing wrong with yelling at the kid. But remember, these 17-year-olds and more and younger are, are waiting to see the slam, bam, and boom, and rat-tat-tat. And you know, and then there's five minutes of story, and then there's more car chasing and things just, flying. That that's that's. If it was they only have no understanding, if they it have was no only, understanding. I agree. I mean, you're right. And if it was only the young ones, then maybe I could give them a little bit of a pass. But I know kids that are at, that are that age that are not like that. For one, and two, it's they not only the, it's not only the young. Well, that's true. It's not only the young ones. And the thing is, it's not it's not that you do or don't like something that I do or don't like. I don't care. I mean, I still like Don. <laughs> but you know he's a great guy and i actually appreciate his opinion even though we don't you know we may not agree on things all the time that's not the issue the issue is just the attitude with it the attitude that i'm not going to put any thoughtfulness into into my opinion i'm just going to dismiss it usually because it's horror and they don't get it they don't understand to to anyone outside Horror is nothing. And that's what pisses me off. That they don't feel it's worth their time and they don't feel that it's worth actual contemplation. So if something comes along that they have to actually think about, then they automatically dismiss it because that's not worth their time. That's what pisses me off. So there's been a lot of films on the bubble that people have talked about. There's some like, it's like I, I, I tell folks, like, what do you think about this film? Like, it's a real split camp, like the Babadook. Is a real split. Babadook. It it's, follows it's, the witch. You know, they're, they're, there was a. They're really split camps, though. If you know what I'm saying, like a lot of folks of like them, and a lot of folks they're don't very like divisive. them. Mother, <clears throat> Donnie. Yeah. <laughs> they're all they're very divisive. But the thing is, if you have a solid reason for not liking something that I like, I'm willing to listen to it, and I appreciate the conversation. I want to learn. I want to see things from your point of view, um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with having a differing opinion. No. You know, that that's fine. And I welcome that because that's how we have some of our best conversations. Yeah, I don't want to live in an echo chamber where everybody just agrees with everything I say. No. I mean, <clears throat> that's awesome. But... I disagree. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, I, I should have added this to my beef. I don't like remakes. There are yeah. a handful of remakes that truly outshine their originals. The thing totally outshines the original the 78's invasion of the body snatchers completely uh, and the one that i hate saying out loud is the crazies the oh, remake yeah. was... oh, 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 don't oh, be oh, scared oh. of that don't be afraid of I'm that i'll support you it one. had a brutality to it no i but... just said the crazies and i thought you were saying the one you can't agree with is the crazies and i was like oh shit Support the crazy remake. I'll support you on the crazy remake. Oh, yes. I truly thought it had more of a brutality to it. It felt more like a straight horror film to me. Exactly. That's what I hate. Well, you also, I I feel like you can relate to the family more. You know, it's just they feel more like fleshed out characters to me. And And I actually really like the original. I enjoy that. I do too. I I love the original, but But, like I said, that remake outshines it just a little bit. I agree. But I 
okay, everybody knows my feelings on Suspiria. This is the movie that completely changed everything about horror to me. It changed the way that I watched. It changed the way that I wrote it. It changed everything for me. And I absolutely, positively will never, ever lay my eyeballs on this fucking remake. And I was like, well, I just don't think you should be so quick to judge. I'm like, I don't like remakes. I'm sorry that you don't appreciate it, but don't sit there and call me narrow-minded because I'm not going to watch it and I'm going to talk shit about it. No, you have every right to not see something if you don't want to see it. Right. That's something that very recently it's, oh, you're not going to watch that movie? Well, then you're being uh, in search of favorite. Narrow-minded. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can't just not want to see something you can't just you know that doesn't interest me everything has to have an ulterior motive you got to have some secret agenda of why aren't you going to see it because it looks stupid as shit to me but that's not good enough no it's not and i mean i had a couple of people jumping on me and i'm like i'm sorry that you're never gonna understand why this movie means so much to me and why I am never going to give a fucking penny to this fucking piece of shit remake. I'm sorry that I can't convey that information to you. I thought that I explained this out fairly thoroughly. But then you turn around and then you call me narrow-minded for not wanting to see a remake. And I ended that conversation. I was like, I'm sorry. No, not a single penny of my money will go to anything on the remake train because I'm not going to finance the downfall of horror. Because that's what it seems like. It seems like everything that I hold dear is being remade for a younger, stupider audience. And no (laughs) one will ever see the beauty in these originals because, well, they just don't exist anymore. Half of the people don't even know it's a freaking um, remake anyway. Right. That's what kills me. Oh, you know how many people oh, didn't know that Texas Chainsaw Massacre was a fucking yeah. remake? I oh mean, when God. that came out, I was blown away. And I'm like, you realize, are you kidding me? I mean, that is not just a random movie that nobody's heard of in 30 years. It is a seminal horror film. The and same thing with movies. the Omen remake. I was right. hanging out with one of my exactly. friends, and my jaw hit the bar, and I just started venting. Yeah, that was one for me. I was around a lot of people that didn't know that was a remake either. Well, oh. how many people didn't know that Bates Motel was based on a film? Like, that based was on had no idea who Norman Bates was, had no idea that Psycho was a thing, book nor film. They didn't know anything. And, and I, you know, that's the thing is it's really hard for me. It's really hard for me to wrap my mind around not being able, not knowing these things. Are because these horror I do. fans you're talking about that, that didn't know this stuff? Uh, see, that's the thing is that was what that was the troubling part is that yes, they were. The same thing with me. These are horror fans. They were. They or they were. They proclaimed themselves to be horror fans. You know, but I don't. I mean, then you have that whole "Are you really a horror fan?" thing, and I don't. You know, I'm not not really wanting to judge someone on whether or not they're a true horror fan. Who am I to say? But I'll say I don't know. I judge harshly. (laughs) (laughs) But there are there are levels i guess you know degrees of you know there you can be a casual fan and i actually talked about this on the last uh colossal collection 
when I was talking about how, you know, you can be a casual fan if you want. If you only want to watch slashers, fine. Only watch slashers. I don't care. If you only want to watch possession movies, fine. There's like two of them. Watch them. <laughs> you know? um, if you, and you not know, the if possession. That's, if, no. If, if that's your thing, then that's your thing. And I'm not going to force you to be anything else. And I'm not going to try to because I don't care what you do. However... There are things that I feel that are necessary viewing for people who claim to be all around. Sorry, Brian has to stop. Claim to be all around horror fans. And it's to me, if you say, yes, I'm a huge horror fan. I've devoted my life to horror. Yet what psycho? I don't. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, I'm not, not listening to a word that comes out of your mouth. And well, that's a good point. I will then I then stop listening and I realize that you probably don't have anything interesting to contribute because not because you're necessarily a bad person, but because clearly you don't know anything more than I do. So I'm not going to learn anything. That's yeah. But then wouldn't you could also say that it would be your job being the more experienced one to educate them because I was the one that I came into this really late. I mean, I didn't start watching the genre until I was 15, 16. I was completely overwhelmed by a lot of people when I first started getting in. I, well, there's a difference between wanting to be educated and a diff and pretending that you know everything in the world. That's well, true. Some of us actually do know everything. <clears throat> and I have I taken wanna... people under my wing. I mean, I was a nanny for years. I, that little girl has a very solid... She has a solid basis. I mean, Iris is doing it right now. Yeah, I mean, know? my little man knows who Jaws is. Jamie, Jamie's <laughs> got this, made these these shirts that had these little pictures, like a little kid drawing iconic uh, horror movie characters. Little man knows every single one of those and can <laughs> tell you exactly who they are and what movie they came from. That's cool. The only one I feel kind of bad about is the Exorcist one because it actually has a bloody crucifix on it. And I was like, oh. <laughs> we tell him that's just a sword. <laughs> it's a sword of some kind. Because, you, you know, great-grandma and great-grandpa kind of frown upon the upside-down cross. So, oh, it's just a sword. <laughs> yeah. I probably should have I mean, rethought that when it but, but the group that the the couple of people that had just went off on me, I truly thought that you know what I was posting, you know, would have, somebody would have said, yeah, I, I understand your point. But no, I'm narrow-minded. No, we'll, we'll bust <laughs> Jamie's balls all day about Argento and her her, her his father her father's uh, unhealthy obsession with her. But you know, I I. I I put the screws to, to Suzanne's telling her I don't I don't like Suspiria all that much. It's it's a very pretty film. It's kind of like Blum Black Lace. It's a very pretty film. I just don't like it all that much. But uh, I, we've seen it on the big screen together, and it, yes. it, it seemed like the, like the, the the biggest game of Clue I've ever seen in my life. You know, and uh, mm -hmm. it's <laughs> if you watch it, maybe again, maybe you'll see my my point of you know Susie Banyan and the conservatory with the peacock knife. <laughs> I, oh no! I, it's but like I said, for me, it's just that movie that that changed everything. Mm -hmm. And we and we all have that. Oh, right, we all have that. So much to us, you know. Mine's Dawn of the Dead, right? Hell yeah! Um, I've got the bloody ballerina tattooed on my arm. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and while Suspiria does not, that is not my 
trigger movie. Like that's not my thing. And I don't mean trigger is in like triggered. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, that's not the movie that does it for me. I totally love the fact that it does it for you. And I completely respect that. And I get it, you know? Yeah. But you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. But <laughs> uh, Sorry. My beef stuck up. Well, how about like somebody who says they love horror and they know everything about horror, but have only watched horror movies from the eighties on? Yes. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, I had watch- someone tell me their favorite horror movie was Twilight, and I'm like, "Go the fuck away!" <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, Fester had to chime in on that one. Yeah, you don't <laughs> buy that bullshit either. <laughs> uh, vampires don't sparkle. Um, how old are you? Twenty six? Really? <laughs> Really? Yeah, you just need to go the fuck away. Did you tell them that's not even a horror film? <laughs> I, I will say. I thought Vampires Don't Sparkle said that it wasn't a horror movie. I turned on the last part of the last movie. There's about in the third act. There's like this giant battle scene in the snow, and there's uh, decapitations all over that scene. That was kind of glorious to watch. But that's about the biggest high point of those to that series, I'd imagine. I've never laid eyeballs on them, and I never will. Me neither. (laughs) And to me, there's a, it's, like, Brian and I, Brian always says, and I totally agree, there's a difference between ignorance and, and like, stupidity, particularly willful stupidity. Ignorance only means that you haven't been exposed. You aren't aware. You know, I don't hold that against anyone. If you haven't had the opportunity, I mean, that's like... When I was in Sunday school, when I was a kid, and my Sunday school teacher told me that people in third world countries who'd never been exposed to the Bible were going to hell because they weren't Christian. And I said, that's the stupidest thing I've heard in my entire life, Mm -hmm. because what the hell kind of God would do that? Um, And I was like, I bet you said it like that, too. I did. (laughs) I did say it like that. And then I got up and walked out. But I was like, that is retarded. Um, if you haven't been given the opportunity to be exposed to something, you can't be expect to know it. So I understand that. And I don't hold that against anyone. It's the willful stupidity that irritates me. Yeah, the ones who just are like, well, I don't watch anything pre 1980 because Ew, or... it's a black and white movie. Ew. <laughs> oh God. I hate hearing that. Cause I really just want to hit somebody. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with somebody not knowing something. And there's nothing, there's few things I like better than somebody who's thirsty for more. Um, it's one of the reasons we started up the ABCs of Hidden Horror. I I really like exposing people to stuff they don't know about mm-hmm. and then having them go out, find it, watch that it, and come back. That is the feeling yeah. ever. Is the oh, my God, I love oh. that. Do you, exactly, uh, do you remember yeah. the first time that you actually showed someone a movie and they were just so blown away by it? Oh, yeah, yes. I think. I've had that just last last year. Um, I watched this movie, um, Mahakal, from India, and I, I shared it on my Facebook page. And I'll have, I had like three or four people go out and find it just because I put this strange movie up on my Facebook feed. Like, what the hell is that? Yeah. And I, I've had people come out and say, just like, dude, that thing was fucking amazing. Like, where the hell did you find it? Like, It's why I, mean, I post all the movies we've been watching. Um, it's why I do uh, – somebody would mention the paperback uh, posts that I do. I've had so many people go, wow, I've never read this or never seen it. I'm going to do that. And that's awesome. I like when somebody wants to know more. Mm-hmm. 
but and yeah. I will always and I will always be open to discussion if somebody says, "Hey, because how many times?" And I mean, we've all gotten this, you know, because <clears throat> you're out there. So people come to you and they go, "Hey, you know, I'm trying to. I'm going to have some friends over this weekend, and I want to. I want to show them something that's really going to scare them. Do you have any yeah, suggestions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh you yeah, know? I, I get that. And a so lot. they they come to you because they feel like you know what you're talking about, and that is the best feeling in the world. And I'm always happy, 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 happy to help. And and I love learning from people too. Like that's the thing is I never think I'm too like you can never stop learning. You know, so that's why I love talking to other podcasters because I'm always learning things from them too. That's the beauty of it, the transfer of knowledge. But it's just the people who are closed off, who just refuse, who don't care. And in which case, I guess they're just not horror fans and they and that's fine. They just don't belong in my yeah, horror community. That's okay, I guess. But they still make me mad. I can't. My my close friend here, Elena, she thought that Rob Zombie was the greatest filmmaker ever. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I have seen so many of those. So yeah. many people say that. So um, the movie that I showed her was The Brood. Excellent. Ooh. And coincidentally, I happen to think Cronenberg is one of the best filmmakers just ever. Just going, you know. going in and with Nola's magic vagina, huh? Just digging right in. She <laughs> was freaking out. And she she's done some special effects makeup and set design in the past. So her seeing the brood and just like just just being so grossed out and engrossed at the same time. It was the fetus licking scene, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, no, the dude with uh, with his neck. Oh yeah. Oh my god, that me out every fucking time. I can't stand. I can't even look at it. <laughs> I can't look. Oh, at it. It, she just wigged out, and I felt I felt like a proud mother. <laughs> oh, breaking news because Donnie will appreciate this. I see the picture just now of a movie that's apparently out at Walmart, uh, starring Henry Irwin Gardner, Thomas Ian Nicholas himself, uh, Tara Reid from the Sharknado films. Yeah, Trailer Park Shark Attack. Yes, and Mr. Belding from oh, Shape of the Bill. God. Yes. Trailer Park Shark. Yeah. That's done all the way, man. <laughs> oh, I've already seen that. Yeah, that was a fun one. <laughs> <laughs> He's already rated it. <laughs> yeah. I've already seen it. That... No, eight and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I'm silly. <laughs> bad, oh, bad. No, yeah, it's yeah, it's one of the best of last week's Sharknado Week movies. <laughs> Um, yeah. One of my favorite things was when I was in college, I I was uh, hanging out with this girl and I brought a couple movies down to her room. One of them was Halloween. She'd never seen it before, which I was already like, what? But whatever. <laughs> so we watched it. And the scene where Michael sits up at the end, she goes, <laughs> oh, my God, Michael Myers is the scariest guy ever. <laughs> that made me so happy. Now, for the record. <laughs> I don't think that Michael Myers is the scariest guy ever, not personally, but I thought that was a fantastic moment. It was just, it was, it was an amazing feeling, you know, like, um, I don't, can't tell you how many people I've shown the original Friday the 13th to who were surprised that Jason was not in the film. Yeah. Never ceases to amaze me, but it's a thing. He comes down on himself, Ari Lehman, about that scene, like him just being in that one thing. I was like, yeah, but it's like one of the most iconic scenes in 80s horror films ever. So you should be proud of that, you know. That's true. Because you're a part of it. That is true. That's okay. He has his, he has his hot sauce with his guitar. He's okay. I love Ari so much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's at right now at the Clown Hotel in Vegas. You know, in Vegas, that little clown scary hotel. Oh, nice. 
But, yeah, if you, you know. throw, if you throw a stone in Chicago, you probably run into Ari at some point in time. It'd be okay. Oh yeah, he's around. He's a fun guy. <laughs> um, oh my beef. It's 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 not really a major one. And should I really get into this? And, uh, yeah. Let's see here. Yeah. I had something fresh in my brain. And oh yeah, it's, it's just something that Don loves so much, and he's gonna get enough of this story. It's about sports ball, Don. <laughs> get ready for it, buddy. <laughs> it's something that Suzanne loves because I, I, of course, I work. I work for a newspaper, so I read this bullshit every single day in the paper. But uh, one of our former pitchers for Chicago Cubs, uh, Jake Arrieta, did a story in the paper about he's he's a Philadelphia Philly now because, but he's bitter about it apparently because he's talking about how he, they're in they're in negotiations for him to come back to Chicago, but. This was a, this was a guy that they they made a big offer to, and then they 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 he he, he didn't like it apparently because he's old. I think how old is he, Suzanne? You would know this. Um, he's like like late thirties, right? No, I thought he was like mid thirties. Uh, whatever, he's older, and he wanted like a big long like eight year contract, big money contract, and they offered him something. He didn't like it, so he, he turned it down. They they went with this guy from L.A. who's a fucking choke artist, Hugh Darvish. And, oh, God. and they spent big money on him. Classic Cubs spent big money on shit players. But now he's, <laughs> he's all bitter on the paper about coming back. And just one of those. And this goes in life too. You either shit or get off the pot. And he did not. He did not shit or get off the pot. He just bitched about what was coming to him. And uh, yeah, he's just uh, he's in Philly now. I'd, I'd imagine the sports fans in Philly are nice. I, I never been to Philly myself to find out. Uh, no, they're not. They're shitty. No, I know. Yeah. I, I know. I fucking hate the Flyers. I know that much. You know, Philly fans are like Boston fans, dude. <laughs> but there, there's that. And um, <laughs> sorry, Derek. <laughs> there's that. And um, yeah, not not much else bother me in, in my life. You know, besides this uh, unexpected heat wave that that hit us. And don't bitch about not it. Quite ready for that yet. And uh. My perfect weather is sixty degrees. Okay, Suzanne, I, 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 it's not hot or cold, and uh, I said, I'm just gonna leave it at that. And uh, going to tonight's features, uh, we got together to do two great films. I think uh, being two films that involve cars or, or trucks that are out for revenge, while the drivers out for revenge, and uh, being Rolling Vengeance and The Wraith, both a uh, great '80s fare. From uh, I I I would argue the best decade for these kind of movies, but you know that that's just me talking shit. <laughs> Again, everything is subjective, people. Everything is subjective. But uh, we're gonna get into our first feature, being Rolling Vengeance. Uh, right after this break. Hey, it's your boy Donnie Rings, host of the Horror Mafia podcast. I'm joined by my associates, Baby Joy. Hey yo, how you doing? Come stay. And Big Bill Casanelli. Hey, Bafangul, Bafangul, all right? And together, the three of us will take you, the listener, through our unique take on the horror genre. And sometimes mob movies, too. We are the mafia, you know. We serve up a little antipas to get you in the mood. A little gabagool, a little super sad, a hot sausage, a piece of mozzarella, crack Sicilian, I'll forget about it. As well as a wide variety of entrees to manja. Whether the classic film review or our list episodes. You'll always get an exquisito dish served. Hey guys, how can we forget? Daniel's torture. Ah! Fucking dawn! So come join us in the back room at Horrorphilia Studios for a sit down with the Horror Mafia podcast. 
We'll make you an offer you can't refuse. Or you'll be sleeping with the fishes. a father and son to defy a lawless breed. Can you find him 300 bucks? Cheating the system. You got to make him pay. Planning the terror. Here he comes. I'll get him. For them, it's still only a game. For Joey Rosso, the vengeance is real. Because the police aren't fast enough. Gonna wanna know about this. The laws aren't tough enough. And one man alone just isn't enough. There's a vigilante trucker out there. Maybe the guy figured that somebody had to do something. The ultimate monster truck. Rolling Vengeance from 1987. Uh, your cheapo plot synopsis is this. A truck driver builds a special 8-ton truck to help get revenge against the rednecks who killed his family and raped his girlfriend. Well, not his entire family, but... Uh, <laughs> this, uh, <laughs> oh, well, that makes it okay, then. <laughs> just part of his family. Technically, the semi did the work, Jamie. He'd just throw it out there. Yeah. They just laid the groundwork. But uh, this starts with you, folks. Uh, Don Michael Paul, who I know more for his filmmaking. I've seen stuff that he's done. Apparently, I looked it up. Uh, Lawrence Dane, who's been in tons of stuff, and Ned Beatty, who's in a tons of who's in tons of stuff. He plays a he plays trying to plays a badass in this movie. But, uh, no, he tries. He really to. tries to. Yes. Yeah. I'll kick it the, it's the leather jacket. The leather jacket, man. That, 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 yeah. that necklace and, and the black I mean, tattoo. The chain with the. And the, the skull chain. Yes, the skull chain. Was this? Did this come out directly after uh, Deliverance? Deliverance. Was no, he trying was, to prove? I something? thought that too, dude. It was from the eighties. It was like late eighties. Oh, this was October second of nineteen eighty-seven. Oh wow! Yeah, Deliverance was nineteen seventy-two. Right. Yeah. Maybe it was still haunting him. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I kind of think that 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 redneck had like a really big one because one of his teeth was missing. But I'm going to kick it to Don and I'll ask him what he thought of it, sir. Apparently, Don is choking on his own spit. He's going to choke like you, Davish, for the Cubs. Choke No, wrong pipe. I was trying to get a drink of water and then. Surprise! I swallowed it down the wrong pipe, but um, <laughs> Put it up yeah, ass. for me this was a uh, first time. Watch. <laughs> yeah, this was a uh, first. 
It was a uh, first time watch, and I gotta say, I came away kind of thinking it didn't live up to the potential it had. Uh, I think this has a great setup. I think there's, you know, a lot to like about the idea behind, you know, the theme of him building the truck for revenge and taking on these jerk offs in a small town. But uh, it's just something about it. It just doesn't. It just doesn't mean feel like it's a complete film maybe there's uh some there's uh some pacing issues i have with it there's some storyline issues i have with it and uh yeah there i want to like it more than i did but i still had a, a fun enough time with it to say it's a it was a fun watch cool this is a movie where a guy has a giant truck with a fucking drill on the front and a giant can opener. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but the thing is, Let's he just never keep that in perspective. They never do anything with a drill. Well, they do. Yeah. It, it takes off one van door. Ooh, that was worth That's it. Cool though, because the door's like woo yeah. on the drill. It was a missed opportunity. Uh, oh boy. Go ahead, Johnny. Sorry, sorry, Don. Yeah, that's uh, pretty much uh, my main feelings on it so Tanya these people have been in town for nine years where have the cops been if they've been doing this shit for nine years uh Sly was on the Sly (laughs) (laughs) that's a good question though (laughs) yeah I mean if they've been running people off the road drunk and well how come all of a sudden it takes a, a mother and her two kids to get killed for them to absolutely just do something and then they do nothing pretty much yeah Well, they were the yeah, they were I, rebel rousers that they make a big stink about it. So maybe because of the only bar in town, I don't oh, know. Oh, it's a terrible. <laughs> try, try to close. I don't know. I, cl- I would drive a little further down the road. Try, try to close <laughs> yeah. that subpar titty bar with the woman who just walks on stage <laughs> and the one that swings on the swing. You know. That yeah. swing woman cracked me up. <laughs> Did oh you guys God. notice the sign outside the bar? The titty bar. It actually said "family dining." <laughs> yeah, I didn't think that. <laughs> well, they do have buffets at those things, Bill. Come on now. Hey, kid, let's go to the, what is it called? The titty bar and like <laughs> pancakes. <laughs> Tinies. Tinies, yeah. Yeah, Tinies titty bar and buffet or something. Family <laughs> 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 dining. <laughs> I think you guys are underestimating. You guys are underestimating the power of those, those those wings from the titty bar. They're actually pretty delicious. But they're not, you know, <laughs> sell them off, you know. Yeah, I'll pass on the glazed uh, wings. <laughs> Extra sticky. Tanya, I'm sorry. We interrupted you. Go ahead, girl. No, it's okay. I'm used to being interrupted. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was my first time watching. I wasn't sure what to expect. I was kind of hoping the, the truck he built was going to be a little bit more badass looking than... A box with wheels, but yeah, it's very boxy. Yeah, it was a little, a little like underwhelmed with the way it looked. You put tracks on that thing, and it belongs in the movie. The thing, or the, or the Shining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it was, it was, it was all right, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> it could have been better, like Don said. It had, it had potential, but. I, if I watch, I, I probably won't watch unless I have to watch it for another podcast. Again. <laughs> Big Bill, tell us about it, brother. Yeah, I'm rolling <laughs> vengeance. Got my truck. This move is boring in the best of fuck. I'm like, right, no, I'm joking. It was um, <laughs> I don't know. Can't rap or sing. Um, 
I, it started off really slow, so I get that. But and I, at first, I thought it was a '70s movie because they like got CBs and truckers. I'm like, oh, cool. So like '78, '79, no '87. What? <laughs> They're saying Smokies and Ten Four. Anyway, once we get over the hurdle of that boring, slow beginning, I was like taken in, and then I'm like, wait a minute. The part where the rednecks he are starting to like throw beer bottles at him and like moon him and shit. It seemed like, is it is this supposed to be like fun, like goofy, silly, haha, as buddies? Because it seemed like the music in the back, like like oh, it's his pals. It's all right. No, then you find out they're the assholes. Then he's building some secret project in his garage that he missed his own little sister's birthday for, and then this secret project was a truck he was making for a monster truck show. Okay. Once the family's dead and he's going for revenge and you finally witness the, the amazingness that is this truck, this rolling vengeance, it looked like the Jawas fucking car in the Star Wars, the first, <laughs> but smaller with bigger wheels. <laughs> it's like the sand crawler. And then it's got like this big freaking thing on the front, the, uh, the, the spinning blade, the drill. And then it's got a first it's a can opener and then it's a no, it looks like the, the blades from the phantasm balls, the spheres. And then it's got yeah, flame the shooting out. was giant can opener. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I saw flaming, like, Mad Max like fire coming out the side. So I'm thinking to myself, all right, this is going to be, like, flame shooting out, you know? No. Why would he not have a, a flamethrower on the front of this thing, right? He pulled those parts out oh. of the yard, Bill. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I get to the to the... Half of the movie, and I'm I'm really taking it. And I'm enjoying it now. I'm like, this is so much fun that it reminds me of every other '80s revenge movies. It's like Death Wish or The Exterminator or whatnot, where fuck logic, just go out and kill people who are just screaming and getting run over. So I really enjoyed it at the end. I was I was taken. I liked it. So it's it's one of those movies I never heard of. So and by the end, I'm like, all right, it's The Exterminator with a truck. Cool. Uh, Brian. <clears throat> Excuse me. This was a first time watch for me, and that was surprising to me because I I was sure I'd seen this before. But it just so happened I got it mixed up with another movie called The Gladiator, where uh, almost identical. Synopsis, yeah, synopsis, this synopsis. guy has, a, you know, a family get killed by in that movie's case. It's like a psychopath with a killer car, which was kind of neat. So then he takes his truck and soups it all up and mounts weapons on it, and he becomes like a vigilante. Um, and I could swear that's what this movie was going to be. I was like, I love that movie. And it wasn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't bad, but it is, it is a little slow and going. And I don't know. I'm really bummed out about the whole drill thing because that was so awesome. And they made such a deal of look what I can do. And he mounts it and he's like, yeah, I'm going to mess some people up with. And then he hardly uses it. And then there's that bit at the end where it plays a part into the whole climax. But it's like, yeah. you know, if the, you hit, how the if bad you, guy know how to use it, though. Exactly. Well, that's where I said well, good thing <laughs> the bad guy read the manual and jumped in. That truck. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Buck. But it's also like, you know. Your girlfriend's in danger right now because of you, because you put that <laughs> stupid drill on your truck and you never used it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <clears throat> I don't know, just miss things like that. I like all the redneck brothers. They were sufficiently stupid. And mm-hmm. I like that kind of, 
what are I going to do? We're going to fuck stuff up. Sounds like it's <laughs> me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basically, yes. <laughs> um, and I, I have a soft spot in my uh, heart uh, for revenge flicks. Maybe it's my brain touches the caveman side of me where, you know, you mess with me, I'm going to kill you. I like that. I just, <laughs> it's very primal. So there's a lot like in this movie but it is a bit long some of the kills aren't as satisfying as they should be Uh um and some of it is just weird like the first two guys he kills they're messing with his friend he comes to rescue and he just plows them down runs them over crushes them like nothing then his father gets hurt and he's like that's it. I'm going to get them now. And I'm like, you already got, I mean, what more are you going to do? You going to extra kill them? <laughs> going to kill them real hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, now I mean it. And then there <laughs> is dead. stuff. Yeah. There's stuff like tiny. He runs his roadside bar. Okay. And he just so happens to have a used car lot out front. <laughs> with all these cars parked door to door. Hmm, I wonder why that's... Oh my god, he's crushing the cars. I did not see that coming. (laughs) But hey, I guess if you have a monster truck, you're gonna do that, so... I don't know. Overall, I thought it was pretty cool. Suzanne? I actually did see this before. A few times, actually. Probably when I was in my my teens. It was on HBO or Cinemax during the summer. And at the point in time, I, I, I kind of liked it. This time around, I, I kind of watched it a little differently. There are a few things about it, and maybe it's because I'm a little bit more familiar with some of the actors. But there are a few things that really annoyed the hell out of me. The stupid cops. I mean, come on. that With all the shit that's going on and people dying... And nobody's doing anything. Did they? Could they not find those broken bottles on top of Mom's car? It may That's have flipped, but there's still yeah, going to be evidence underneath the hood. There's still going to be shards of glass. Okay, that. But it's me and my my logical thinking, which I know I should throw away when I watch movies, but I really can't. I the, the one thing that I really hated. I love Lawrence Dane. He's in one of my favorite movies called Rituals. It just seemed they pussified him. Which one's Lawrence Dane? The father. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, he's in a bunch of horror movies, right? Yeah, he's... Right, a Chucky... I loved him. Like I said, Rituals is one of my favorite movies. And they just completely pussified him. Yeah. Why are they still delivering to these people? After all of this shit that you know, why are you still doing this? I absolutely, positively hated the girlfriend. It's like the second she knows what's going down, she goes and gets the cops? <laughs> did, did that make any sense? <laughs> no. Not much but more sense than, I'm going away. How do you like that? <laughs> and you want me I just, to. Like, oh, shut pacing, up, girl. She was just irritating. I found each and every time she was on screen... To be irritating. I did really feel bad, though, when she got raped. That truly looked scary. Well, yeah, those guys were, ew. You could just see the disease dripping off of them. Yeah, and she looked like she really was fighting these actors, too. Yeah. Well, I got to give her that credit. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you, yeah, I agree with you there. But I just, it's, I guess, 
it was one of those movies I watched during the summer when I was in my teens. Uh, it was fun then, and the blonde dude was hot, Don Michael Paul. <laughs> yes, he was. He had that red brown thing going on. Yeah, <laughs> red brown. <laughs> I have. I love. I fucking love red brown. And when I saw him, I'm like, yes, he's red brown hot. Yes, but I just, I, I, it just didn't really hold up. It was. I hated to say it, but everybody else is. Is reiterated. It's just it's kind of slow, and not in a good slow burn kind of way. I know some people don't like that term. <laughs> Me, <laughs> but I it 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 does kind of describe it. Yeah, and I just I don't know. Like I said, it just it lost a lot of its luster for me. Okay, Iris. Uh, yeah, so um, watching the movie, uh, I was very, very much entertained by Ned Beatty mm-hmm. uh, trying to be the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, very entertaining there. And then, of course, you've got the the Hicks, and of course, each one has a different mama. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> I love how you couldn't remember their names. That. I mean, yeah, like. I love Your that. Brothers, uh, those two died. <laughs> yeah, those two brothers, yours. Uh, we're gonna say Grace. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> it's just such a that yeah, they're entertaining, and, and it is an entertaining movie. But I was really hoping for something along the lines of White Line Fever, not something along the lines of I've got a interesting little go-kart and I'm <laughs> in front of it. I, I, it, it. The last scenes were a little fun, but you know what? The, the the death that I really wanted to see be completely outlandish mm-hmm. and outrageous gets shot in the head. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, yeah. That was a big, that was a big <laughs> that yeah. was such a disappointment for me because, you know, I was like, wait, what? I had to rewind. Mm-hmm. I'm like, <laughs> Sly shot the guy in it. What? Oh, I was extremely <laughs> disappointed with that death because I mean, you've got like these awesome deaths where the the truck coming and boom, head taken off of the body, you know, and yeah. But great, uh, then this got a great dummy kill. That first kill is pretty amazing. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So it's like, oh, well, that sucks because I was thinking, oh, maybe you get to see his head get crushed or anything. No, no. No, not at all. And I was really hoping that that drill would get the girl because she was annoying. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, it was, I had fun watching it because it was just ridiculous. Um, but besides that, it wasn't like, you know, I, I, I couldn't take the movie seriously because, you know, Rolling Vengeance, oh, powerful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah? And it's, and I'm like, oh, it's this. <laughs> it's it's weak. It is. It's, yeah. it's a very. You know what? I don't care about the weak plot or anything. It's just, you know, the plot. It, it it's it's a typical vengeance story. You know, somebody gets hurt, somebody wants to kill somebody else. Okay, great. Like Brian, I really dig those movies because some of those, the ways some of those people want to kill, are just wonderful. And I'm like, oh that would be kind of cool to do to someone. But, 
like I, you know, and also like he said, it would have been great to see that corkscrew go right through someone mm-hmm. and then have them spinning on it, you know, kind of mm-hmm. like with Jason X. Right. Right. Uh, but um, yeah, I was very meh about it afterwards when when it when it was all over. I was like, eh, all right then. Next. <laughs> uh, before, before, before next, Gary, may I do uh, one more thing? I wanted to remind everybody that I did love about it. I loved the fucking stunts in this movie. Yeah. Every stunt in this movie, I thought someone was going to die. <laughs> From the rednecks in the back of the truck when they get in hit. Yeah. Every scene that had stunts, I was like, wow, that is impressive. That truck jackknifed. The track, yeah, right. You see the guy in the yeah. truck jackknifing. All the stunts, oh, whoever they were, I high five them all. Yeah, you know, and and there's that, and maybe that's what I was expecting. Maybe I was expecting a little bit of like white line fever mixed with uh, Smokey and the Bandit or something, you know. But that's that's not what I got, and maybe maybe if I watched it again without that expectation, I might enjoy it a little more. Mm-hmm. But uh, for now, uh, yeah, I, I mean, you know, I watched it, and you know, um. Probably wouldn't watch it again unless I had to do it for a podcast. <laughs> Just like your lovely wife. <laughs> uh, last but certainly not least, Jamie. Well, I really liked it. I had a good time with this movie. I agree that it, it was a little slow. I guess I don't. It, I don't care though. Like I, I love our lead. I was having so much fun with it because some of this stuff was so fucking goofy, but in all the best ways. Like I just. I was kind of ex- well. I had my expectations, like what it would what it would be, and then you know there was what we got, and <laughs> it kind of reminded me of like Coward of the County, um, <laughs> in in that he was like this really wholesome boy, and you know he just went nuts on these guys. I was really kind of hoping he would have turned his semi into like the death machine or something, something a little more. Um, intimidating <laughs> yeah <laughs> but at the same time More this thing, yeah yeah at the same time this thing was so wild like something it's it was something that you had never seen before so it was kind of funny to get the people's reactions when they saw it coming because they're like what the fuck is that <laughs> i also like the fact that it because it was smaller it had a little bit more agility and also with the giant tires I loved the montage scene. Remember yes. when like he gets, yes. all, he gets yes. all pissed yeah. off and the music starts and I was like, oh, oh I feel a montage coming yes. on. We yeah. all said that too. <laughs> 80s montage. What I want to know is how every time he killed somebody with that thing, how did he get that back home without anybody noticing that thing? I wondered that Jesus. too. But apparently he also installed a teleportation device. Yeah. <laughs> well, he course. just didn't tell anyone. But uh, yeah, it. I, I love the fact that, well, all right, there's some really outright silly things like when they're leaving the funeral, the double funeral, the triple funeral and his friend or no, it was when they're leaving the courtroom and Steve is trying to talk to him and she and his girlfriend's like, he's hurting just as bad as you. I seriously fucking doubt it. OK, he's like yeah. <laughs> three members of his family didn't just get killed. He killed three members of my family, not by any fault of his own, but, you know. He didn't just lose three members of his family, so no, he doesn't hurt as much as I do. Thank you but very Jamie, much. Jamie, that's Steve, man. Jamie, <laughs> she brought him a casserole, what? though, so that made it all better, right? Uh, that's true. That's true. She did. Yeah, and my mom made this for me. I hated that girl. Um, I did. I I got really upset when his dad died. And first of all, I got upset when they 
when they hurt his dad. And then when he went to the hospital, I was like, okay, all right, he's going to be okay. And then when he fucking died, I was pissed. And I'm like, these people need to die. And they were sufficiently hateable. I mean, they were cartoonishly hateable. Yes, they, were they were way over the There's top. Somebody Sam cartoonish. But yeah, and but I don't mind. Ned Beatty cannot sell badass to save his no. life. No, <laughs> no. We're gonna need some more potatoes. I mean, <laughs> no. Yeah. You want some butter? Yeah. <laughs> he couldn't sell badass if there was a badass shortage, and, and he had all the badass there was. He still couldn't sell it, but. I whatever it was entertaining to watch him try. Yeah, I I mean the yeah it had its problems, but this is the kind of movie that I don't. It always made me happy whenever I would catch something like this on TV, mm-hmm. and I still kind of felt even though I had never seen it before, so I didn't have any nostalgia for it. I was it. I don't know. It reminds me of a lot of the movies that I love that I do have nostalgia for. So I was like, yeah, I'm I'm down for that and. It was fun. I do wish the Ned Beatty kill had been a little bit more. I yeah. do wish that he had done more with the drill. I thought it was interesting that I noted as soon as he was putting it together, I noted that giant can opener like on top of the drill and he never used it, but somehow the bad guy did when, <laughs> when <laughs> like, <laughs> to cut down the pipe. And I was like, oh, well, at least they used it in the movie. But what the hell kind of thing? Why, why would you put that on there anyway? When, right. would, ever, when <laughs> would you ever think that was necessary? Whatever. It's like, in case I get attacked by a giant can of sardines. <laughs> 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 and I've lost the key. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. It's... It, yeah, it, it, of course it has issues. Of course, it, there's a lot of stuff that was so incredibly obvious. But, you know, even though we knew he was going to do it, when I saw him rolling over those cars with those big-ass tires, and I was like, motherfucker, just invented the monster truck. Now, I know he didn't, but... <laughs> right. I 1979. I was so excited. Just, I loved watching all those cars get crushed. That was, I wanted him to take it through the building, but he did at the end. Yeah. And I even, and um, so in, so what I ended up kind of getting was, like I already mentioned, Cower the County, with a little bit of Walking Tall thrown in there, mm-hmm. mainly because the bar, but not as cool as Walking Tall oh. by any regard. And I'm talking original Walking Tall, not oh. the Walking Tall. Well, of course. But um, it's still the same kind of movie, and I love those movies. So I, whatever, I would watch this again. I would totally watch this again. So... <laughs> I'm glad I did. Uh, me myself, uh, <clears throat> I like dumb movies like this, and uh, this doesn't get any dumber than it, than it really is. Because first, first of all, I got this kid who's apparently a master mechanic. Because that montage scene is almost the greatest thing in this film. Because he's just pulling, <laughs> he, he's got parts and he knows how to use them. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, I, I built, I, I built this rig. I think it needs some. He didn't ever even wink at the screen. It's time to give it some <laughs> upgrades, you know, so I can go out and kill people in broad daylight. That's my biggest problem with this whole film is when some of these kills were done in broad daylight. And, and but mm-hmm. I like public screens, uh, public streets too. I mean, don't get yeah. wrong. It was a joy to watch this truck do its thing because I, I love, especially back in these days, you know, when there was no CG, there was no nothing like that. So this is all built from for this film. 
much like the the car in the next one we're going to talk about. Um, and it just was crazy amazing to watch how the, the I doubt that I'm sure there was three different rolling vengeances in this film. One that made the drill work, one that just drove through walls, and one that did other mm-hmm. things. I'm sure they built a few of them. <laughs> one with like styrofoam tires to run over people. Yes, I'm sure that yeah. yeah. I you know, think you're giving way too much credit to the budget. <laughs> yeah, but it said they built two. Oh, they built oh. two. See, I wasn't wrong. They built two. You know what I think is interesting is how dark this film was at the same time being so damned goofy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, one of the things with me. It was like really kind of varying in its tone. It's like you're expecting me to buy, you know, the rape of the girlfriend and, you know, the death of the father. And then you see like the goofiness of the truck running over everything. Yeah. Like the little kid like, Daddy, turn on that. The music box. Oh, that was so sweet. And like her birthday, and then killing them all. It's like, yeah. wow. <laughs> Happy yeah, birthday, was, not living to see another one. Yeah, and then you got like Ned Beatty, like two seconds away from going, yes, Mr. Luthor. <laughs> and then, like, hitting his kids. I'm like, wow. You know what was funny is when you talked about the styrofoam tires so it could run over people. The first guy that he ran over, I was like, don't step to the side or anything. And Brian's like, fuck that, just duck. They did. Like, the yeah. thing is so high the off middle. the ground. They, they, <laughs> and then it happened. They did it. Yeah, and then it, and then it yeah. happened, right. Yeah. <laughs> At the final scene of the, well, you know, what should have been the, 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 the showdown before the final showdown, but you really get that final showdown. There's a part where the, the hillbillies got driving the truck and, uh, he ducks down like he knows the width of the tires in between the tires. Like, yep, I got this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> nope. This whole movie is like, he's like a very selfish hero in a way. Because this whole <laughs> t- selfish every time. Well, else he's got to live for, man. Every time happens, like the girlfriend gets raped, it, it, he kind of doesn't give a shit. It's like, you know what? Fuck, man. I still get my fucking revenge on these fucking assholes. You're out there being vulnerable, getting raped and shit, you know? He just seems like a real smug asshole. Especially, I know rape <laughs> is a bad thing, and he lost his father, and he lost his, his uh, mother and sisters, and, you know, of course you had the courtroom scene, you know, $300, motherfucker, man, you know, I, I, would, I, would shoot, I would shoot somebody in the head at that point. Like, yeah, I know exactly who did what, and, you know, but I think what, what sells this film is the, the title. It's The Rolling Vengeance. So the, act, the actors yep. aren't that great. But the mechanics of the truck and him running through the titty bar like he's on maximum overdrive or something. <laughs> the, the truck had two switches. It was two up-down switches. <laughs> and it took his damn long-ass time getting in there to help his girlfriend, didn't he? Yeah, he's just like, yeah, I'm going to beat up this hillbilly because this is more important than saving my girlfriend. And he, no, but even after he did, he's like, all right, give me a second to get in the door and open it and then crawl in. It's like, dude! She's not waiting to go to dinner. She's fucking going to get fucking filleted by this goddamn drill. <laughs> Hang on, bitch. She's going to get it right to bed. Hang on, bitch. <laughs> Is it bad that I desperately wanted her to die? Maybe. Me too, see? Yeah, she's going to get it right in that bed. It's like, hang on, bitch. I'll be right there. I got to deal with some problems on my own right now, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And if she had just kicked that grate a little bit, she could have gotten out. (laughs) He he didn't have wire cutters or nothing to get that thing open. No, he gave it like a little gentle tug. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, you could have been kicking it. Right? Man, oh, man. Yeah, Ned, yeah, but she's just a girl. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> she's a, yeah, that goddamn damsel in distress, you know? 
She might as well have tied to some goddamn railroad tracks while well as the bad guy yeah. running his mustache. You know, somebody with a handlebar mustache yes. is snickering. <laughs> with ah, the 80s. And he's pissed. You need to be twirling his mustache for sure, though, you know, just to just make sure it gets all good and good and nice. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, every, every like, like, like Bill mentioned, the stunts, the stunts are phenomenal. You don't know if, if, if people are injured during these stunts, but you're watching it and you don't give a shit because they look so great. um oh did anyone notice the official rape hat that the one guy was wearing that i that i mentioned um was the same hat that the guy was wearing in i spit on your grave and brian said maybe it was an homage and i said (laughs) i said could have been but if they if that was the case and they should have had somebody in overalls with no shirt but um <laughs> but it was that like condu- that blue and white pinstripe conductor hat thing that Dirty the, as hell. The, oh yeah that the lead guy and I spit on your grave was always wearing the one of the rapey rednecks was wearing that hat in this and I thought that was kind of neat I don't know if it was on purpose or if they just figure guys who rape people wear hats like that I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll say one thing Jeff Goldblum didn't ruin the Jughead crown hat for me in Death Wish okay in Death Wish we had three <laughs> yeah, right I think it was, was the first one or was that one oh, yeah, no, first, first one. Larry right. Fishburne yeah. was in the second one but um Right, right. He, he, oh yeah, and three was Marina Sirtis. Even when he was slamming Paul Kersey's wife, he didn't ruin the 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 Jughead crown the jug head, head. crown head for me. You know? <laughs> but uh, yeah, Ned Beatty's out of control with his fucking clothes. This fucking movie. He's he's <laughs> he's dressed in a goddamn leather jacket with with the the skull medallion and trying to look like a fucking hard ass at this fucking titty bar. Which is awful. This is like the worst titty bar I ever seen. These guys, yeah. these old. No, I disagree. There's like nothing else to do in town but stare at this bitch at her swing. Like these old guys are like, eh, you know. I've been to worse though. Trust me, pal. I bet. I need to go to, I, for a shout out. The Mermaid Lounge in West Palm Beach, Florida. I need to go to one of the weird ones where they have like quadriplegic stairs stripping. They'd be kind of funny, you know. No, they need like sawdust on the floor in that joint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that—that's like um, that's like the biggest flaw for this film is me that you never get that final showdown of the guy who was yeah. running game this whole time, and but he—he he is your classic, you know. This is the guy you don't mess with in town. This is the Ben Gazzara right. from Roadhouse of this movie. Exactly. Yes. 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 That's, that's what I was thinking of. That was the first I mentioned one. Mentioned Roadhouse that, too. Yeah. No, Joey did. Yeah. This. No, I did yeah, too. This is that guy that that. You know, they're, they're all afraid, oh, well, what's he going to do, you know, and all this stuff. And he just runs a titty bar. He doesn't, like, own the whole right. town. And, and a used car lot. And a, and a family dining restaurant. And a family dining restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Never seen the, in the back or something, you know. It's like, come on, kids. Don't forget the liquor store. Shield your, eye, oh, yeah. <laughs> shield your eyes from, from the titties. Come on. We're going to go have some pancakes and sausage, you know. <laughs> I noticed that's everything sleazy that you could do. And, I mean. Right. All they needed like to do simple. was attach a pawn shop to it and he'd be complete. <laughs> but yeah. like used car salesman, owns mm-hmm. a titty bar, <laughs> you know, Booze. liquor store. Um, yeah. Oh, did you guys notice all the Jack Daniels? The t-shirts, the signs, the boxes, the, the bottles. The boxes of them, yeah, the, yeah. yeah. Jack Daniels was everywhere. Oh, there was a scene where somebody was standing in front of a Jack Daniels poster 
wearing a Jack Daniels t-shirt <laughs> while <laughs> drinking Jack Daniels. Out of the box. It was a, a screenshot, it was the, man. The last, it was the last little tiny or little Vic or whatever the fuck his name was. The, the only surviving son. It's like a real cleanest situation on fucking Simpsons. Little tiny. <laughs> you guys recall that scene where the cleanest, the only redneck in Springfield all it calls all of his kids out of the house, you know. Tiny, tiny, junior, Tina, Taylor, Tyler, uh, you know, and they're all just lining up. There's like 30 of them or something ridiculous. <laughs> oh, but it was a good time for me, though. I, I, it's, it's not as good as the next film we're going to talk about, in my opinion, but. Yeah. Few things are. A great soundtrack. <laughs> Sherilyn Fenn's titties does help things move along quite a bit, you know, but. Uh, Hell yeah. <laughs> well, uh. But, well, that's a segue if I ever yes. heard one. <laughs> but I'm going to kick it to Bill, and I'll ask him. Anything else I have to say about this film, and what is his rating, 1 to 10? <clears throat> On uh, Rolling Vengeance, yes, Rolling right? Vengeance. 1 to 10. I'm going to go with a hard 6.5, almost 7, because I was, even though it's dull at, t- at some points, the, the uh, cartoonish fun of it and the stunts, and I I got taken in halfway through, so yeah. Cool. Tanya. I'm not as high as Bill. I'm going with a five and a half just for the stunts and the mashed potato throwing and the kills at the end. <laughs> the mashed potato throwing. <laughs> uh, it was pretty lovely. Put your hand in there. <laughs> <Butter. laughs> Daddy Riggs. Uh, I actually have everything that Tanya said. Yeah, five and a half for the action and the goofy cheese. Yeah, five and a half for me. Uh, exact same reasons. Cool. Brian. I'm going to go with a seven. I enjoyed this. I wasn't crazy about it, but it was a, it made me laugh quite a bit. So that gets points for me. Yep. Cool. Jamie. Uh, you know, <laughs> this is going to make no sense at all to anyone, probably. But when we rated it, and we do Netflix ratings, of course, uh, in our like just at home. Well, now um, it's up or down. <laughs> so, uh, well, yeah. yeah, old Netflix ratings. So, <clears throat> the good ones. Uh, I gave it a four because I really liked it. So, I guess if I translate that to a ten scale, that would be an eight. Yep. That seems a little high, but at the same <laughs> time, I can't really think of a way to argue that. So, I'm gonna give it an eight. Cool, Iris. Um. Yeah, I was very meh about this one, but um. Like I said, you know, I still had fun with it because Ned Beatty and his goofiness. So I'll give this a six. Okay. Suzanne. I'm pretty much sitting at about a six, too. And that's a lot of it's nostalgia. When I read the description, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't believe it's that movie. And watching it once again from the standpoint of an adult versus (laughs) being a teenager there was just some stuff about it that just really got on my nerves. And I, once again, I never really thought about the stunts until Bill brought it up. But there was some really great work done. But I'm still, I'm at a six. All right. Me myself, a fun time. First time watching, by the way. I'll watch it twice for this show. Um, there's a lot of eye candy in this film, and I can't deny it. You know, amongst all the stupidity, uh, so it's a good seven and a half out of ten for me because I, I wasn't bored even when I started to get bored. Once that truck started to do its thing, and I really, I really enjoyed it. So yeah. I don't know, man. 
every trip to the titty bar felt like it was like Tuesday afternoon strippers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just I was like, this is the this is the JV team of this, the buffet crowd. <laughs> I think I think it was in the movie Let's Go to Prison where they had the woman with the fucking halo on her head, the the, the medical halo for where you hurt your neck, and she goes, "So do you want to buy me a champagne drink?" You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, but up next we're gonna discuss uh, a magical Dodge uh, Interceptor and Sherilyn Fenn and. Burgers and punks in the Wraith. <laughs> right after this.
force took his life. An unearthly power has brought him back. He is a phantom, a wraith, a cosmic spirit given another chance. Uh, are you new in town? Yeah. Who's the kid? I'd hurt my back and the next second he was there. Like magic almost. You ever seen one of those before? Nah, let's just add it to our collection. kid out there using his car to kill people. Not that it's such a big deal, since it seems to be your gang he's got it in for. Hold on! Grab the shotgun, Mama Luca. A wraith, man! A ghost! An evil spirit, and it ain't cool! What are you doing? Get in the car. What are you doing, man? You get out of my face, Burger Boy. You wind up dead like your brother. No! Hey, who is that guy? I don't know. But whoever he was, he's weird and ticked off. Nothing wrong. You've got nothing to fear. Uh, the Wraith from 1986. Uh, your cheapo, really cheap plot synopsis is this. A mysterious figure suddenly appears to challenge a gang of motorhead thugs. Uh, this stars, of course, Charlie Sheen. Uh, Nick Cassavetes, I think son of, son of John, I think, uh, I'd imagine. Sherilyn Fenn, uh, Randy Quaid. Matthew Barry, there's a assorted Clint Howard, and of course Clint Howard's hair in this movie is phenomenal. <laughs> there's lots of good deserves a credit of its own. Lots of good hair in this movie, though. I, I love I love uh, Skank's hair in this movie, especially. <laughs> oh, shotgun! Yes, <laughs> I didn't shoot no shotgun. Oh, poor, poor, poor gun boy! I love him so much. But I'm gonna kick it to Jamie first and ask her what she thinks of the right. <laughs> I love this movie so goddamn much. I uh, I can't tell you how many times I've seen it because I have no idea. But my best friend and I rented this movie all the fucking time. And we watched it constantly. And we would quote it. And it's just one of those movies that I, would, that I always get excited about. And so when you said this is what we're doing for the show, I'm like, yes. I mean, I just... I'm all in. I'm all in because it has everything that I love. It has car races, which I love. I love car movies. It has Charlie Sheen, which back then I loved. Um, it has Sherilyn Finn, whom I still love. At And holy shit, was she hot back then. Yeah, I mean, she was. I mean, she, I, th I still think she's beautiful. She's one of the most beautiful women ever, I think. But, but Wow. Um, it, it goes the highest for just one of the guys for me, for Sherilyn Fenn, you know. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, I honestly, I think the most beautiful she ever was was in Boxing Helena. Oh. But to me, that is like the top tier of gorgeous. Like, I just don't think you can get prettier than that. 
But um, well, the beginning of boxing, Elena, not toward the end, right? Oh, that, unless you know that might be your thing. I don't know. Did you say I? <laughs> yes, I did. You're so silly. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I uh, I love all these characters. They're fun. Um, Gutter Boy is one of my favorite characters. I love I love him so much, and he's just there's just such an innocence about him that for years it really bothered me that he got killed because I just like you know he's he's a follower yes but he's not really evil but then when you actually see the flashback and it took me years to notice this during the flashback he actually is there and he does he is taking part in the original killing and um which Brian pointed out um that this film was very much like oh not not pale rider what's the other one High Plains Drifter. Uh-huh. High yes. Plains Drifter is exactly and, what I said. Yeah. Um, All right, cool. And I was like, yeah. I mean, it's even even down to the very – at the very end of High Plains Drifter, Clint Eastwood tells the guy, you know who I am, like yep. right before he rides off. And then Charlie Sheen is talking to Sherilyn Fenn, and he's like – or no, is it her or his brother? His brother. His brother. His bro- okay. Brother. He basically says – Oh, no, know, I think he tells her he knows who I am or something like that. Oh, maybe – but anyway, oh yeah, you're right. Um, but same thing. And yeah. I was like, damn, even down to that. That's yep. awesome. The only thing I had is- that, that I've always had issue with is I really don't feel like the Charlie Sheen character is that necessary. I I mean, I think he could have accomplished all the same stuff if he had just been the motorcycle helmet guy. Obviously, we wouldn't have Charlie Sheen star power to do that. But it, it has always kind of bugged me that he came back looking like not himself. Mm-hmm. And Somebody his else. only explanation for that was, eh, this is the closest I could come. Mm-hmm. So, and on one hand, if he did come back looking the same, that would blow the mystery. So that's, that's the clear. High Plains Drifter connection. He can't look like himself because well, as soon as he walks oh, in the door, everybody go, oh my God, it's Bob. Right. He's supposed to be dead. Yeah, the part <laughs> right. where he breaks into to, um, to Packard's garage he reveals his face to everybody, so it's 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 not even a mystery. But only uh, only Rughead sees yes. him. Yeah, which by the way, I think his hair was an intentional homage to Eraserhead. Oh, it had to be. It had to be. I think that Rughead. was a. I think that was a. Uh, we saw that somewhere, but um, yeah, you're right. That's and that's actually why we started talking about High Plains Drifter the first time was because I said that, and you're like, well, if you will remember in High Plains Drifter, <laughs> so okay. Um, but yeah, it's uh, God damn. It's I, I love the high speed chases. I fucking love the soundtrack. Have I not mentioned the soundtrack? How could I miss that? <laughs> oh. How could I mess that up? Holy shit. The soundtrack is so fucking good. It's pretty good. I mean, like real songs, real, real songs. And yep. even Ozzy. I mean, this shit is awesome. Right and don't forget Motley Crue. I love the corpses. <laughs> I love the the corpses with their eye sockets. You know, their empty eye. The only thing is, is that Packard didn't have yeah. that at the end. I didn't get that, but ran out of money. I also don't understand the. Um, well, his shirt was off. How about that? <laughs> oh, yeah. I also don't understand the whole like I've got these bracket things on my arms and legs, and one disappears every time I kill someone. Yeah, I don't get that. I didn't get that, but oh, I, I always thought it was the car parts like that was destroyed. That's what I thought, yeah. When when we saw him. And silhouetted, I was like, why the hell does he have arm and leg braces on? Yeah. And then they show a scene where as soon as he kills somebody, one of them goes away. Oh, and then I see what you're oh. saying. Another one goes away. And as you watch the movie, the braces yeah. all go away. I'm guessing he's getting put back together or something. I don't know. That's deep. Like I each, never thought about that. Each kill makes him whole. I don't uh, know. 
Yeah. And the whole movie also, does anybody remember that Hanes t-shirt commercial where they're riding through the desert and they stop at that random t-shirt shop on the side of the road in the desert? And the guy walks in and he's like, wow, this is an ordinary t-shirt shop. And she goes, these are no ordinary t-shirts. And it's like no. all these neon colors of t-shirts and they say cheesy things like um, <laughs> cool and wow and surfs up and shit like that. But Cowabunga. It's, it's a hand. <laughs> Look at shit. Hollywood. <laughs> Look up. Uh, I'll bet you could find it on YouTube. Look up. 80s Hanes desert t-shirt commercial. I don't know. But and then tell me that that does not remind you of this movie. But anyway, I I can't really say anymore. I, there's nothing I don't like about this movie. There's things that I don't that I don't necessarily get, like the the parts thing. But I don't care. I love it. I will watch it anytime. I I mean, it's probably one of my all-time favorite movies. Just straight up i fucking love it so yeah donnie rings yeah um i first saw this one back in the 90s during a uh, my action movie phase because that's what i grew up on it was a uh, some saturday afternoon matinee you know channel 5 channel 11 13 uh, one of those things and I remember really liking it, but that was the only time I've seen it until tonight. Or, not tonight, but the show. And, uh, yeah, no, this was a lot more fun than I ever remembered. I utterly love this one. Uh, I, I'm a huge, huge uh, car chase fan, and I loved, loved, loved the scenes in here. These are some of now some of my all-time favorite car chases and movies um i think the desert pass one where i think it's the second guy that he's taking on it's the one where they're racing through the the, the racing through the mountain cliffs and uh they're doing the the passing each other on the the two-lane highway that's one of my new favorite car chase sequences um but yeah, a ton of 80s cheese, a great, great, great sense of action. Yeah, I, I really had a fun time with this one. Cool. Suzanne? This was a quintessential movie of my youth. There, Charlie Sheen was at his best. And as Jamie mentioned in the soundtrack, and I was doing my best not to sing all the songs as we were watching the movie. Apparently, this was also one of my husband's favorite movies. Why we haven't watched it the entire time we've been together, <laughs> I'll never know. But he was telling me that him and his friends used to rent it and watch it at least once a month. I wore out a VHS tape of this movie. I watched it so much. I, I love the car chases. I love the cars. When I was 15, because I saw this when I was like 14, 15, and I, for some reason, at that point in time, I wanted a Dodge Daytona so bad. I was begging my mom to get me a Dodge Daytona for my 16th birthday. And she did. It was a model that we put together. So, yeah. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> but this, it was, it, this movie, there's, it's just so hard to try to describe it. It's got everything. It's got the great car chases. It's got great cars. It's got great actors. I was so surprised. I forgot that Griffin O'Neill was in it. 
And I just, I, I know, I'm just like gushing because I do love this movie so, so very much. And I have to admit, I haven't watched it in years. At the very end, when he gives the keys to his brother, I started tearing up. And he's like, no, do you know who I am? And he's like, Jake, Jake, Jamie. <laughs> I just, I, I said, Shane. <laughs> I just big fat tears started rolling down my face like a big idiot but it's just it's a great movie there's just it's really it, it's hard to talk about because I it was one of those movies I watched so much when I was a teenager but I love it cool. big bill all right. Um, when this came out, I had not seen it in the theater yet, but I saw the video on MTV for the song. And those motherfuckers spoiled every scene in the goddamn movie for me. But I loved it, so I had to go see it. And I'm I'm totally agreeing. This is one of the quintessential films of the 80s you had to see, if you're a horror fan or not. I remember it was in the cover of Fangoria. And wow. I was driver, too, I believe. Probably. <laughs> it's in two magazines in the same month, probably. But uh, I'm not a car fan. I'm not a gearhead, so I don't know shit about cars. But I know I liked Mad Max. And uh, I remember every time they showed the car, it showed, like, the, the, the Dodge symbol in the front. And they blacked it out. Like, they painted over it. <laughs> like, they tried to hide what kind of car it was. Well, well at and, the end of the movie, it's, it's clear as day on the back of the car where the engine said oh, yeah. Dodge right there. Yeah. Right. It says it on the on the back, you right? And uh, I noticed a bunch of things about it. The first time I saw it was the fact that uh, what's his name, the the, the cop, um, Andy Quaid. Andy Quaid. Andy Quaid. Quaid. He stole the movie with his acting. How did you guys see how much sugar he put in his coffee? <laughs> <laughs> Have some coffee with your sugar. He was like he's doing it on purpose. He's hamming up the scene. I loved him in that. I love the even the the car chasing. Again, I'm not a car guy, but that was fucking amazing. Again, the stunts. How many people got hurt on this set? I don't know, man. The fact that uh, what's his name is rocking out to Billy Idol, even though he's all like new wave uh, punk rock. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> but the soundtrack's amazing. The I, I, it's been said. There's some weird scenes in there, like uh, Charlie Sheen on the on the raft and and his. He didn't know it yet, but his brother like comes up to him and there's like weird homoerotic scene where he's like, "Hey, how you doing?" You're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. It is a little strange. <laughs> when you find out what you find out in retrospect, it's a little strange. Right. Yes. We didn't know at the time, but it, but then it was like, "What? Leave me the fuck alone, dude!" <laughs> I'm trying to get laid with Sherilyn Fenn here, and and uh, little things like that. I noticed that I hadn't noticed before, and. Yes, I rented this so many times to show my friends how much this movie rocked. Yay. And it does not get any worse. I mean, this less movie. Less rocky. Huh? Any less rocky. No less rocky for me. And yeah, I got to say, it's amazing. So, and Clint Howard, uh, he's the one I thought didn't really deserve it. You lose the race, you lose yeah. your car. Yeah. <laughs> That's another thing I he thought. Didn't die. I was like, all right. So, so what is yeah, it? Yeah, he what survived, is, didn't he? Survived. No, he got killed. No, he died. He did? When did he die? I'm pretty sure he died after the two. No, he survived because he didn't have anything to do with it. I yeah. thought he did. Yeah. I thought he was sworn he got killed too. No. No, well, because oh, so remember. Roger he... Liz, good. 
it was at because uh, Skank and Gutter Boy got killed right after he left the garage, right. and he was standing outside and watched it happen. Right, and then like he took off. He didn't. He didn't actually get killed. Good which, on him. Which was good because <laughs> I mean I was happy because he didn't have anything to do with it, and that's, my point. that's, that's why he was leaving because he was like, I didn't have anything to do with this shit. I'm not going down for this, you know, kind of thing. So. Sure, but didn't Randy Quaid like count the bodies and that was all of them? Like he was included. So I assumed he was one of the five or whatever. Mm. Again, if they killed him, they must have done it off screen. No, that's my point. Though. I thought it, it was, was off screen kill. It was first guy, then Augie, then Skank and Gutter Boy, then Packard. That was, okay, that that's was five. the five that got killed. Oh, it's the five. Okay. So I always assumed he got killed too. And I didn't think he deserved to. So, But yeah, his hair deserved a friggin' medal. <laughs> <In a board. laughs> Don King hair. No, it was a racer head for sure. Oh. They called him a rug head. <laughs> and wow, yeah. This is one of those movies in the 80s. If you didn't see it, then you're probably going to rent it in the 90s. So, yeah. One of the funnest mo- – funnest, there's a word. Um, one, of, one of the most fun, action-packed, enjoyable, kind of like Mad Max movies you'll ever see in the 80s. All right. I'll go straight to Tanya. What do you think, Tanya? Okay, this is my first time watch. <laughs> Didn't I have a quote from this movie? <laughs> yeah, you did. What is it? I smell French fries. <laughs> <laughs> Again, poor gutter boy. He's so clueless, you know. <laughs> Shy, man. You know, like when he yells at Skank, who is that guy? And Skank yells back, I don't know, but he's weird and pissed off. Yeah. Right from the thing, that line. That sounds familiar. Yes. Yeah. From yeah. Uh, what? The thing? Yes. <laughs> It was just, oh, this movie was so much fun. I was so glad. The soundtrack was so awesome. Yeah. I recognized Ozzy before Bill did. <laughs> He's like, no, wait, yeah, you're right. That is Ozzy. <laughs> it was, oh, I, I'm repeating everybody's thing, but it's the car chases and, oh. And the only thing that bugged me is Skank's car was the only one that rolled over but didn't blow up. <laughs> but everybody else's did. <laughs> but did I not also say High Plains Drifter? Yeah. I did. <laughs> I was like, this yeah, is exactly did. that, but now. But uh, I, I'm not sure how I missed this movie because. Wow. I was born in 71, so I'm not sure how I missed the race, but. <laughs> you didn't hear the soundtrack yeah. or the music video or nothing? I probably did, but didn't connect it to anything at the time. Hmm. I honestly don't know how we knew about it. I mean, I don't because I don't remember seeing the music video. I don't remember seeing trailers. I don't remember anything. But it was like right when it came out on video, like immediately that we started. So I don't know if we just saw the box and thought it looked cool. If we saw it and saw, oh, Charlie Sheen. I have no idea why. Honestly, the box did look fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was. So I don't know what it was. Yeah. Hmm. Unless you got the lame DVD that came out later, which is just like a bunch of like the uh, Packard in the, in the group just staring off into space somewhere, you know. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah, this film was a lot of fun. So glad I got to see it. Yay! Oh, Brian, tell us about it, brother. I love this movie. I must have seen it a hundred times if I've seen it once. Um. This was a staple back in the day in early HBO days. They mm-hmm. played it all the goddamn time. And that's where I first saw it. And then years later when I was running video stores, which, yes, was an awesome job that I miss, uh, um, 
we could only watch PG or lesser rated films. Oh, in the so, store? Yeah. Right. So if uh, any PG rated movie out there is any good, I've seen it a lot. And so I watch this movie all the damn time on the video store. So uh, I just I love it to death. I don't know if Charlie Sheen is a ghost or alien. He maybe he's an alien ghost because um, there's a whole like Starman. Thing. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's right out of uh, Close Encounters. Um, it has to be intentional because there's some scenes, especially in the beginning when you first see the little lights zipping down the desert highway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's right out of Spielberg. That's um, like the worst part. The I only really bad part of the film is that, that, that scene where all the stars come together and you get that really generic, <laughs> like, boom, boom, boom. You know, there's the car. You yeah. Know? Yeah, but I love it. <laughs> um, the soundtrack is amazing. Um, I like that it has, like, some, like, an Ozzy song, you don't really hear that much anymore. Or even back then. I mean, they could have went with one of his mainstays, but no. They uh, decided to change it up, and I appreciate Maybe that. Maybe this was cheaper. Yeah, it probably was. <laughs> <laughs> I do know that the director did not want the music that was in this movie, and this was a um, this was a studio call for yeah. the music. Wow, and for the I first time say, a studio is right. Exactly, yes. that's exactly right. Because the director wanted to use unknown bands. He wanted to like use people that to basically highlight people that yeah. he liked or whatever. This was such a better choice. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I love, I love, love, love movies about eighties punks. There are yep. no greater punks than eighties punks. Oh, yeah. Um, and not just punk punk like punk music like uh, you know the hairdo well they got that there but I mean they just have such a melting pot of hooligans yeah. they got the hardcore mohawked makeup guy they got the guy in a letterman jacket because you know they would hang out um, like they a have, trauma movie right exactly I mean you have like every strata oh, oh, of the yeah. Dead. oh exactly yes. <laughs> you have yeah, like every strata great. of punk in there Yep. And that was something that you only really saw in the 80s. And I just love, I mean. Huffing wiper fluid. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> tweaking hard. Man. Oh, man. I mean, 80s punks <laughs> always remind me of like Final Fight or something like that. Uh, side scrollers, you know. I'm a punk. Grr. Um, gutter, poor gutter boys sniffing the fucking WD-40. This got some kick, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I love the car chases. I love the explosions. I mean, yes. it does the same thing over and over again. You're going to race the guy. He's going to pull ahead. He's going to then turn sideways. You're going to hit him. There's going to be a big bomb. Yeah, but who's but the it guy never gets of, like making sure you really get his title. Like, come on, if you're really doing a race, someone's like, all right, you got to get title. Yeah. No, fuck you. Bye. <laughs> I mean, who's really going to, okay, here, take my car. Well, that's why they invented the digital radio killer. Yeah. <laughs> you try to leave without giving us a title. I love the fact that they can't hook it up. They're like, what the hell is this? Yeah. <laughs> um, It's just it's – and Clint Howard is amazing in this. I always like Clint, but yeah, here – he ever? I think it, this is some of his best work because he's goofy, but he's not over the top. He, you know, he's not too – uh, scene chewing, but he, there's enough there where you know you're gonna get full yeah. watching. Them. Dude, you just reminded me. You're right, and this this is probably like one of his first movies. He did not chew the scenery up. No, I usually he's, he's like 
way over the top, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, right, like, like ice cream man. Down. Exactly. And in this, no, he was just there. Wow. Right. And you really fell for him. Maybe he wasn't, um, he definitely wasn't as big as he is now. Not that he's all that big now, but you know. Right. Um, well, this was earlier in his career when he didn't feel like much of a failure compared to his brother. Oh, no, no, no. He didn't do a show since he was a child. He was I know, I know. Man. He was in Andy Griffith. He, Andy Griffith, yeah. Yeah, he always carried around a peanut butter sandwich and shoved yep. it in people's faces. He was the bald midget in Star Trek who wanted to give the guys Tanya. <laughs> well, no, you're right, because he's under the shadow favorite, of his brother. Yeah, yeah, he was in my favorite episode of the Night Gallery. Nice. Which one was that? The boy who could see tomorrow. I don't. Oh, know. I know that. I know that. Uh, what's it about? Um, the kid who um, he would get like these predictions. And oh they, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. And, <laughs> and whenever I watch that, it gives me nightmares. Hmm. I don't know why. For some reason, it just hits a certain place with me, and I will have these crazy end of the world nightmares after I watch it. Hmm. No, but evil speak shit like that. I'm like yeah. Clint, <laughs> and then this like compared to it, like wow, and like Ice Cream Man, or yeah, Ice Cream Man, Skeeter. Was it Skeeter that he was in, or Mosquito? One of those giant mosquito movies. and oh. ticks, ticks, ticks. Tick, what right. I was actually thinking, of. yeah, yeah, ticks. <laughs> but yeah, I just I think this movie is an absolute good. It's just it it hits me in a nostalgia spot for the '80s. Um, I love the music. I love the look of the guys just because, I mean, it's so comical. The guy rocking the half shirt and the do-rag. <laughs> yeah. yes. That entire ensemble. Yeah, I know. He's a victim, but... <laughs> what are you doing, man? I just... I, I'm, uh... And I love, you know, him dressing that way and coming on to, you know... You homo or whatever. Yeah. Like, oh, dude! Dude in the half shirt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, Packard Pac- 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 is so misogynistic. He never would grab their dicks and say, this is mine now, you know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was going to say, and of course him with the whole leather jacket. And the switchblade, he loves to flick open any chance he gets. I'm just click, 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 click. Hi, Mom. Click, click, click. <laughs> God. But, uh. I don't, know. I, love this I don't know who did it. Click, click. <laughs> He's like that kid. I'm not going to name any names. His name is Gary, who would go get the butterfly knife from the flea market and just start playing with it like I knew was fucking how to do it, you know? Yes. <laughs> I remember those kids. And I do love the uh, High Plains Drifter aspect. I love right. that he comes back not looking the way he did, but enough that he did. Like, even in the Clint Eastwood movie, the first sheriff who gets killed isn't Clint Eastwood, but he looks enough like him yeah it was right. except though, you know like, i do have to say charlie sheen didn't rape anyone in this movie so that's a good thing yeah but and, she wanted it she you can't <laughs> <laughs> no but also notice clint eastwood's horse in high plains drifter wasn't as great and this he is a fucking moped <laughs> yeah some little cheesy motorcycle <laughs> um i like the same connection i like that he's all scarred up but i'm surprised nobody mentioned nobody it mentioned- I mean, yeah, they make a point of lingering on it yes. at, the, at the beach and stuff. Yes, and the boys, somebody would walk up and go, "Dude, what happened?" Was killed that way, dude. In the yeah. same spots. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't notice after, like, when she's rubbing on his back or anything. No, she's having sex with him. She's like, "How come that don't hurt?" Nobody <laughs> pays attention, you know. And so, I, I mean, I guess that was just for us, but it just seemed kind of weird because they actually did make his. I mean, his brother looked at them. 
you saw that he looked at them and then that was it. So I don't know. It just hmm. seemed kind of weird, but yeah. You figure somebody would, I mean, that's straight up like Rambo stuff. That's the kind of scarring he had. Somebody would go, what, what, what did you get into? I mean, Christ. <laughs> Were you in the nom? <laughs> but, uh, and then the last thing I'll say is Cheryl Finn. Oh Cheryl, my yes. God. She was insane. I'd kill somebody for her. <laughs> say that. I wouldn't go that far, but she is hot. <laughs> so yeah, I love this one. She had great hair in this movie. Yeah, she had great everything. Iris. Uh, hey, God. I got to see this movie in the movie theaters many a time. Nice. Because it was so freaking awesome. I mean, you, you've got the, that beautiful Dodge M4S, and then you, you've got, like, what, Corvettes, Firebirds, Spitfires. Ugh. Beautiful cars and this Barracuda, that 1966 Plymouth Barracuda that's in there. Oh my God, that's the the one that Skank and Gutter Boy. Oh, it was just lovely to see all these cars and they're all racing. And you know, I think that was pretty pretty much um, the movies of the time was just getting out on you know these desert roads and cars chasing each other and just blowing shit up. It was great. Right. Yeah, you know, as a kid, I I really really loved this movie because it was like flash and boom and cars and wow. Um, and now I just watching it again. I hadn't seen it in gosh, probably the last time I saw it. I must have just graduated from high school. Um, it was still fun. It was still interesting. Of course, you know, I'm still a gearhead, so I still love cars and seeing all those beautiful cars just kind of took me back a bit in the you know. Got me all nostalgic and like, oh, I remember seeing these cars on the road. I mean, these <laughs> actual cars, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, it was it was nice to see. And then, of course, the music brings me takes me back to high school and all because you know those the songs that were there when I was in high school and uh, reminds me of you know, you know, being outside, not inside the gym where all the music was playing for the dances, but. Out in the parking lot with the rest of the stoners mm-hmm. and skinheads, you know, <laughs> smoking and shit. But yeah, um, I really, really enjoyed the movie. Uh, mm. You know, and I think even as a kid, I think I was more into the music, the cars and the action. And I found myself doing the same thing, because if you really asked me about details of this movie, I couldn't tell you. Ask me a detail about one of the cars. I could give it to you completely. I have a question for you then. <laughs> as far as I know nothing about cars, that's why I'm asking. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Mad Max, it was a Dodge Interceptor, remember? Now, yes. In, in this one, uh, Randy Quaid says it was a Dodge Interceptor. Is that true? Is it the same kind of car? Uh, for who? The Wraith. Oh, no, 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 no. It's not a Dodge Interceptor. It's Dodge M4S, which is uh, – it is a Turbo Interceptor, and it was built, I believe, it used to be a pace car mm. and i think there was only six you are of them absolutely made. correct it was a pace car and and, the, and uh they only used it in beauty shots for this film thank you because that question's always lingered for me because i remember mad max's car did not look like that and that's why i'm like what the same kind of car so i had no well, idea well it's it's kind of you know thinking of, of comparing a uh a 1970s corvette to the 
crap that we have now out on the streets, you know? Oh, no, I'm a you fan have of this... the movie Corvette Summer, so I know the difference. Right. You know, you've got these beautiful lines, you know, these beautiful curvature. It's almost like a, a woman's body you I know, agree. Like laying. Yep. Did it bug anyone else that everybody had these awesome cars and they were tuned up to the nines, but nobody could paint their damn car? (laughs) Did anyone notice that? Every car was just full of Bondo. (laughs) Rughead was the the tech guy. He knew nothing about car car painting or anything like that. Their body work. (laughs) But I was like, you put how much money into your car? Put a decent paint job on that. Okay. And Skank and Gutterboard were clearly the clearly the mechanics of that group as far as breaking the cars down because there's yeah. that scene where you ask them, you, you chopped this yeah. car yet? He's like, do it tonight. So they're obviously the ones that, you know, can take a, part, a car apart and put it back together again as far as, like, the body work goes. Right. Which begs the question, what did Augie bring to the group? <laughs> His pink socks. Yes. Hey, hey, yeah, pink socks. Those are cute. And, and Brian? Sam Kennison bandanas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and to Brian's thing, I'd have to say, Brian, I was an 80s punk because that was pretty much the age I was at the time. So You go, girl. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's my two cents on that. Oh, me, me now. Uh, <laughs> this was um, a film I watched a lot because I spent a lot of time at Uncle Tim's house and he had like nine movies on like three VHSs. And this was one of the nine movies that was on those VHSs. It was this. I probably told the story before I don't remember though. The Gate, uh, Short Circuit, Porky's, Revenge of the Nerds. There was a couple more that I forget which ones they are, but. I was going to say, you really spent a lot of time there if you remember every fucking movie. Well, he only had, he had a few movies, and, you know, when you're, like, <laughs> 10 years old and watching your Adventure of the Nerds and Porky's way too early, you know, <laughs> this is what you did. It was never way too yes. early. Well, I get the jokes a lot more now than I did back then, Bill, so. <laughs> every time Takashi says, hair pie, I can't stop laughing, you know. <laughs> oh, hair pie, hair pie. Oh. Thank you very much. <laughs> What are Rops or Cross? Mm. No, no, different movie. But uh... <laughs> what the fuck is a fresh? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Sexy girlfriend. Wait, no. <laughs> different Asian guy. Automobile. Yeah. No, it's, uh, <laughs> the, the, the automobile <laughs> movie are pretty good though. I, I really enjoy it. Right, you're brought up on good movies, buddy. I'm telling you. Um, yeah, everything I already mentioned. The, the car chases. Uh, nobody mentioned um so far. You know the the use of the scenery in this film, using that 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 southwest scenery to their advantage, because it that uh, intermixed with the car chases is really something beautiful. Just like shit. Gorgeous shots in this movie. Holy crap! What well, wasn't Devil's Tower in the beginning? Was it when the lights were flying down through? Because I thought Bill pointed it out to me. The look, there's Devil's Tower. I might have been joking. Um, no, about, if so, I might have been joking. Wow, did they like, rip off uh, close no, I think looked, I was joking that it was the closing. Uh, it looked like it though. But it might have been. I don't know. It looked no. like it. Actually, it's, it, 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 like it. it was in uh, let's see, Tucson, Arizona. Yeah, near... it was in Arizona, right? Yeah. I might have been saying, "Yeah, look, it looks like Devil's Tower." Looked... Making fun of closing counters. Yeah, it did look like Devil's Tower, and that's why I wondered. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know where the shots were. Cars look really cool. Uh, Sherilyn Fenn looked better than them roller skates in that little skirt. That, that was a. <laughs> I'd eat that big case burger, no problem. I don't give a fuck what was on it, man. As long as she was bringing it to me. 
Because that burger, that burger they brought them, that the, they called him the Sarge, I'm a lieutenant now, looked pretty fucking disgusting. <laughs> I mean, the damn thing was, <laughs> the butter was stale. I was like, who's going to eat that? You know, it's... it's, it's... <laughs> well, he didn't. He threw it out the window like That's every right. fucking cop in every movie yes. ever. And it <laughs> yeah. always pisses me off. Put it inside the car. Take it with you. You can't eat it later, you know. I just, I don't but get that. Me... They are men of action. They don't have time for that. That's right. <laughs> Damn. If you were bringing me that skanky burger, I'd probably eat it right in front of her and say, yeah, this is really good. Really good. You know? And look, it was free. What do you want? No charge for the Sarge. <laughs> what about when the brother's like, come on, uh, what was the bad guy's name again? Packard? Packard? Yeah. yeah. make you the burgers you like anymore with the... <laughs> Thousand Island. Thousand Island. And the mayo. Thousand Island and mayo, man. Yeah. <laughs> make them just like he likes them. They're gonna make him go. Oh fuck! You're right, man. Okay, now I gotta stop. go to McDonald's and get a Big Mac. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the bag. The, the 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 punks are really great. I really really enjoy uh, the Skake and Gutter Boy. They're just again poor Gutter Boy. This is like the the biggest saddest part about this movie because you know he's just like that like that little brother character that just hangs around and he happened to get into the mess with the the rape and the murder of. Uh, but you find out it's Billy's brother, and um, oh, oh, hmm. guys, what was that sound? Could be some white noise, man. Um, Michael Keaton? No, my 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 camera just like flashed on and off for a second, and I hear this weird sound, like someone whispering. You might have caught it on tape. That'd be good. I heard a. Ksh- yeah, and then we heard a. Hear it. Oh no, yep. that I didn't hear. Get out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. Don't make me sleep in the car. <laughs> Just saying. Um, I still hear weird buzz, but go ahead. Maybe the ghost wanted to weigh in on the wraith. Back in these days, you were getting some good <laughs> Randy Quaid in these movies. Uh, me, me and Jamie did one way back in the day. We did the Long Riders, and you got some good Randy Quaid in that movie, too. Before, before he uh-huh. went insane, of, of course, and... Started having sex with his wife with presidential masks on and whatever you wanted to call what he's doing now. But um, Randy Quaid is Randy Quaid. But he plays a pretty good, you know, hard-nosed, you know, sheriff in this movie. And what are you going to do about the... Again, it's another situation where you got this one imposing figure. Like, what are we going to do with this kid? There's only one guy opposing him. And that's that's Randy Quaid. <laughs> yeah, Packard is, is kind of a bitch, really. He's just... yeah. There's points where he's acting real tough, like... He hit the switchblade open, and for some reason he says, we're, 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 we're like blood brothers, more like blood lovers. And he's like holding the blade, trying to be a hard ass. <laughs> and other times he's like, she's yeah. part where they're, they're swimming, and she's like, he's just screaming out like a little bitch, Carrie! Carrie! She's on a raft with him. expected like the, the cutaway to, to, the, to, to him standing on the shore. Like just standing like with one one arm down, looking all lame and stuff. Like, oh man, you know. <laughs> Maybe I should go to the other side and get them, get her there. He should have, he should have some of his subordinates to go in the water to go get her. Right. I'll argue, argue with the duster. I can't, I can never diss a guy in a duster because that's a look that fat men can work can work out well as a duster. And uh, <laughs> I brought the duster too. See earlier Sam Kennison yes. comment. Yes. Hey. Yes. A fat guy can pull up a duster like nobody's business, so I can't diss a duster. Yeah. Uh, well, there's there's lots. It's the soundtrack you mentioned for, from beginning to end is is just phenomenal. Songs you know, songs you may not know. It starts up with that great song. Uh, Where's the fire? Kind of sounds like a. 
They have the great scene where he knocks Packard's car into the cemetery, and he happens to have the headstone with Packard's name on it. It's like it's like he's yeah. magical, you know? Is it a dream? I don't know, but um, but it's not because Skank and Gutterboy can see him too. But uh, Skank is just high on whatever the fuck he's sniffing that hour and or drinking that hour. Yeah, That's, I love that great eighties trope where they just drink anything. You you got Skank drinking. I'd imagine it's like some kind of transmission fuel or something disgusting like that. <laughs> you got the guy in over the top just sucking down that motor oil. I always thought it was so cool. Yeah. Especially yeah. that guy. The guy sucking down the motor oil over the top. Um, yeah. You what that would do to your body. My uncle used to drink wintergreen alcohol. Oh. oh. He's a brave man. He's a brave man. No, he was a drunk man. That was the thing. You mean like mouthwash alcohol? Or? No, no, no. Like the like alcohol, but wintergreen. You know what I'm talking about? The green stuff. The rubbing alcohol. Rubbing alcohol, yeah. Oh, shit, dude. Oh. <clears throat> well, what happened was he had a heart. He had open heart surgery, and nobody would buy him booze. And he was home convalescing. But they wouldn't buy him booze because he just had open heart surgery. So he kept drinking the wintergreen alcohol that he was supposed to be using to clean his incision. <laughs> oh, so we kept having to... We, we figured kept, he'd clean it from the inside out. We kept <laughs> yeah. bottles of alcohol to clean his incision because he kept drinking it. And then it was just, <laughs> there may be a problem. Yeah, you think? <laughs> Your family, baby. <laughs> we weren't actually blood <laughs> Yeah, but everybody was pretty great in this film. The, the bad guys were great. And they, they, they got dealt with not, not you know, pr- pretty pretty good. It was pretty much the same thing every time. But I love the all the... Uh, the uh, otherworldly factor of the fact that their eyes are missing, but they came out as, as clean as a whistler. I forget the, the line the the cop used about yeah they weren't clean damaged. as they came into this world or something like that because they something yeah like naked and it's not really, hurt. really weird and uh, I guess they give a proper funeral. No 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 closed <laughs> casket for these kids because <laughs> their eyeballs yes. are missing. Uh, the, you just put them in. It's done. I love like, the fact that this Dodge can just destroy anything. They have the roadblock set up. There's that great scene where he just destroys this roadblock, takes off half the car, you know, yeah. and it's, it's just great. I mean, you're aware the whole time this yeah. car is not of this earth, but just a... Yes, but Gary, that's my other question about that. It's not of this earth, but it was made by, by Dodge. I guess we're supposed to overlook Classic that. movie sure. mistakes, because you don't see that... De- no, but my next question was when when he gave him the keys, right? He goes, "This car can do things." Like what? If you're not a ghost, what can it do? He told, he told me, "Yeah, the that's a good question." The love compartment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he did so. Anyway, no, uh, the Dodge so, thing. Um, they were actually part of the deal for them getting to use that car was that they were supposed to show the em- the emblem prominently at least one scene. And well, they were supposed to do it throughout oh. the film. Well, but they, the they director did, didn't want it over. The director didn't want to. So he tried to get away without using it pretty much at all. But the I want to say the studio, somebody sh- made sure that that had at the end you saw it 
and yeah, that dodge pissed, in the back window that pissed him off because there. they chose to do it at the like the climax what he considered oh, well. like the climax of the film and so that pissed him off and I'm like well it is kind of funny if you think about it it doesn't make a whole lot of sense that this otherworldly car was made by dodge <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I wonder what powers it's got besides like crashing into stuff and coming back together. I don't know. Does it have a Hemi? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, the whole backstory of Sherlin Fenn's character, where they talk about, oh, when, when he got when he got killed, you know, they found her on the side of the road in a Navajo blanket. She got knocked in the head. Like she 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 yeah. remembers everything, <laughs> but all of a sudden, like she 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 forgets for like that little bit, and all of a sudden. Oh yeah, this is my ex boyfriend. Let's go fly up into space on your motorbike. You know, she's it's all she's all down for this, you know, and Well I got the feeling like she was knocked out and raped and left in a desert. That's what I always got from it. I don't know. That's what I would assume. Yeah. But and that's why she was um, so mad that it was him. They made it real specific that it was a Navajo blanket though, so I don't know what that was about. <laughs> yeah, I know. You did say Navajo, right? Navajo. But no, I get there was more to it than that. Just like knocking her out and putting her. I think they like raped her and gang raped her and put her in a blanket naked and left her somewhere so to die. Casino, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Gave her the plague, <laughs> anthrax, or what was it that you got from the SARS. smallpox? <laughs> smallpox. Gave her smallpox. Damn it! I flubbed my joke. That's okay. <laughs> what was the name of the casino in Twin Peaks? Like <laughs> <laughs> little tinies. <laughs> oh, no. Screwed by the white man again to give us a dead one again. Throw on the side of the road. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna leave that joke alone. Navajo. <laughs> oh, but no, there's nothing really complain about for this film. There's there's plenty of like questions to be answered, but I wouldn't necessarily call those plot holes because again, he, he's no, no, he's, he's otherworldly. You know, there's gonna be a lot of unanswered questions there and. He kind of like shines them on in the end, like yeah. He says, "Oh, he kept calling him bro," which is which is a script part. I ah, he's like, yeah. That. yeah. He's like, "Oh, you got it." He's like, "Oh, now I'm putting two and two together. You sort of resemble my brother, and I'm gonna scream, you know, intently at the end of there, you know." And it's like now I get it. Oh, you're absolutely right. You kept calling him shit like that, right? I wow. The, the only Dude. problem I have with it is him coming back to to. He made things right with her, obviously. Like, oh, we're gonna be, we're gonna be together again. But he kind of just, kind of fucks his brother in the ass by saying, "Here, here's a taste of me coming back." And guess what? I'm a bounce again. Fuck you, man. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go. You know. Yep. I told, I told Tanya that too. I'm like, why would he at least like tell him, like, dude, I'm your brother, Jamie. It's okay. Yeah, give them a minute together, you know. Like at yeah. the end of, sometimes they come back. The brothers mm-hmm. got a couple minutes together. Right. I, I. Also, where are they going? Like, why? Why is <laughs> does she get to go with him? Why can't he stay there? They're going to Xanadu. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just listen to that show? No. Nice, nice callback. Xanadu. <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, it's 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 a great film. Like I said, it's one I watched a ton. I still watch it a ton. Got a great HD copy on our Voodoo account, and I'd I'd recommend you guys going to purchase that if you guys don't have it because. It has an American DVD, but no American Blu-ray, and it's like a night and day difference watching it on there. So hmm. I really enjoy it on, uh, in sweet HD. But uh, nice. I'll kick it to Bill first and ask him anything else. And one to ten, sir. Anything else? <laughs> what haven't I said about this movie? No, um, 
No, I've got no anything else. However, I will rate this thing now and give it, oh my God, I'm going to go an eight and a half, almost nine out of ten. 8.75. Kenya. Um, I love this film. I, I don't know where I was when this came out, but I'm going to give it an 8.5. Cool. Danny Rings. Yeah, there's uh, not much else to say with this. Um, I'm going to give this a straight up nine. Cool. Jamie? <laughs> it, uh, ten. I mean, I think... Yeah, uh, hell yeah. Nice. Iris? Uh, I'm going to give this nine. Sweet. Brian? Yeah, it's a nine. It's a damn good movie. Yeah, it is. Suzanne? It's definitely a solid nine. Reminds me of being a kid again. Yes. I'm I'm right there with them. Oh shoot! Yeah, right there with them nines. I I, I enjoy it, but you know I see that that little thing at the end that really bothers me. Like, yeah, you kind of fucked your brother there, and it really really makes me uh kind of sad for the brother <laughs> and kind of angry with Charlie Sheen. So you do your thing, wild thing. Uh, nine out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Another movie I love. <laughs> for all that Tiger Blood. Oh, man. Man. Yeah. One question: Why didn't they show the guy who played Jamie, like him, turn into him for a second for his brother? You know, that would have been cool. Yeah, yeah, because the guy was paid to act when he died. Yeah, show that, that for a, like a minute. But no, he's like, you, you'll know who I am <laughs> later. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't his brother mean a lot more to him than like this girl he like had sex with twice or whatever? But I would think fan. so. But it was yeah. the 80s. Maybe it's a real yeah. Mars needs women kind of deal there, Bill. You know. <laughs> <laughs> was, Mars. That's where they're going. Like early, man, early Mrs. <laughs> Cusa used to fuck back in the day. Let me fly out down to go find her. You know. <laughs> was it this or Rolling Vengeance that I said where he stepped out on the ground and the ground moved like it was on? Yes. Dirt, oh, you didn't bring that up in the last one. I right. know. I can't remember which if it was this one. No, or it was Rolling it Vengeance. It was Rolling Vengeance. Okay. Well, the guy stepped on the ground and the ground like moved. It was I like. I saw that. Was, Yes. Yeah, I saw that. It was the close-up of his foot as he sat yes. down, and I was like, what the fuck just happened? Was- <laughs> a blanket and some dirt on go, it over cardboard. Did you see that? Like, like cardboard underneath the dirt? <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't remember which one it was, because like, we watched them so close together. You can't compare the two. <laughs> well, no, but I just couldn't remember which one you've seen that one. Yeah. No, this one had a big budget. Yeah, no cardboard. we wrap this one up here. We're going to come back and uh, maybe talk about some death and close out the show. Hello and welcome to Hello, This is the Doom Show. I am Richard. And I hate the burning. Shh, who are you? Speak. <laughs> and I'm Brad. She came in and said, bark, bark, bark. And he said, bark, bark, She said, bark, 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 bark. That's what I got. One is the Suspiria boner. The other is the Inferno boner. <laughs> which, anyway. Which one is crying? <laughs> The boner of tears. <laughs> Hello, this is the Doomed Show is available on Hello Doomed Show Podomatic.com and Doomed Moviethon.com. Hello, hello, this is the Doomed Show, Richard Brad Jeffrey Nava. I'm bored.
What plaything can you offer me today? An obscure body in the SK system, Your Majesty. The inhabitants refer to it as the planet Earth. How peaceful it looks. Most effective, Your Majesty. Will you destroy this Earth? Destroy it utterly. Send Rick and Danny in wool rocket Ajax. So, just destroy it? That's what Ming said. Don't you ever listen? Well, there's no arguing with Ming. Hail Ming. Wait! You see those transmissions on the Visua screen? Crow? Nightmare on Elm Street? Chud 2? Black Belt Jones? Nightbreed? What's a critter? Oh, I've seen those things. Flash? I guess we could wait a while before the destruction. Yeah, and watch the movies. And talk about them. The Helming Power Hour. Disobedience to Ming. For now. You can find us at Legion Podcast. You can find us on Facebook. iTunes. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. At www. You know what? Just Google it for yourself. Just Google it, you bastages. Helming. Breaking two? Electric boogaloo? Samurai cop? Army of darkness? Flash dance? (laughs) (laughs) We might destroy the planet if it's flash dance. I don't have a lot to speak of as far as deaths go this time around. It's uh, been a pretty... (laughs) We do this show from week to week, so you hope there's not tons of death. You know, floating around, but, uh, um, so I'm gonna skip that segment, and I'm gonna ask, uh, <laughs> these guys right here, I'm sure some of do other, other, other projects too, I know Don for sure, but they're always, uh, slinging the gravy in more ways than one of that Horror Mafia podcast every single week for you guys, and, uh, and Don's always slinging them podcasts every, every, every time they come out, so we, uh, we all love Don <laughs> for does. that, for, for promote, promoting the hell out of everybody, and being pretty unselfish about it, so... Thank you, brother. Absolutely, Gary. Yeah, no, not a problem. But um, I'll start with uh, Bill. Uh, let us know uh, what your show is all about, and then uh, if you have any other projects going on too. Well, our show is the Horror Mafia podcast, and we talk about horror movies and mob movies. And once in a while, some people torture Tanya and put out some really bad movies that I also have to sit through and. The other guys do too. And uh, let's see. Sometimes we throw in some recipes on the air, which I am going to be doing on the next show because I'm very happy and pleased to announce that I got some really cool shit up my sleeve with uh, recipes. Oh, really jelly of the eggplant parmesan, by the way. I was, uh, oh, 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 I was thinking about it. Made oh that God. last night and ate it tonight. <laughs> so good. I dreamed about it all day at work. I'm like, I just can't wait to get to Bill's so house. So good. It was so good. <laughs> And apart from that, I'm doing Slice and Dice Dreadcast with uh, Baby Joey and Jim Backus and J-Mac. Cool. That's about it. Let's call him J-Mac and Cheese, right? <laughs> J-Mac and <Yeah>. Cheese. <laughs> I said that one night. It stuck. <laughs> and it stuck. <laughs> Donnie Riggs, you got some stuff going on with Jerry Herring, don't you, too? 
Yes, I do. I have a uh, giant monster podcast that we do together. We basically cover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we basically cover uh, giant monster films and an episode of Ultraman on every episode. So, um, if you know, go back and revisit the giant monster films of your youth. Uh, we're right up your alley. What's that show called again, Don? Yeah, it's um, the it's a subset called uh, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space. But if you subscribe to the Kill the Cast feed, you will find it. Um, it's one of, Jerry does like three or four other like little guest show, like sideshows under that feed, and uh, that's one of the ones that that's one of the one of those uh, sideshows is um, the Giant Monster sh- uh, podcast. Cool. Uh, Brian Sammons, tell us all about it, man. Uh, I'll let Jamie okay. take it. Pretty much, I do whatever she okay. does. Um, well, uh, we had, um, an episode of Colossal Collection come out last week and we've, where we finished up our first 50 box, 50, 50 50 pack. pack. Thank you. I don't know what I was trying to say. Um, (laughs) finally, so we were getting, then we got to move into other stuff. So next episode will be out of the moldy oldies as Brian calls them. And deep. At least for a minute. Right. Um, and then we eventually we Brian have Brian has back. had it with these motherfucking gorillas and these motherfucking detective stories. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear God, yeah. <laughs> so many monkey movies. It's it's crazy. Monkey detective, thirties monkey detective movies. <laughs> I don't even know how many times he said that over the course of the show, like over the last couple of episodes. But it's just you could you could hear it getting worse and worse and worse every time, yeah. and it's just there's such vitriol. <laughs> but congratulations. The end, it's so funny. He's just I have like not heard the word vitriol in a podcast <laughs> yet. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> I haven't either. Till now. Um. So there's that. Uh, also, evil episodes. Um, we did most recently. We did a recap of the uh, eighth season of The Walking Dead, and we've also started our monsters retrospective. And so we did the first 12. half. Yeah, the first twelve of the first wow. season of that. So that and the Walking Dead retrospect or the Walking Dead um, season recap, recap of- season recap was that was the entirety of that show. So. Um, what else? That's it for me. It's all you now. Okay. Well, then apart from that, uh, a half hour. Hold on. Apart from that, we recently recorded an episode of Devour the Podcast that will be coming out. Um, I'm on the Married with Children podcast that comes out every Wednesday, and um, I feel like I'm forgetting something, but I don't know what it would be. So we're gonna just say that's good. Cool. Iris. All right, well, uh, let's see. Theme Warriors is going to be recording in about uh, two weeks, and um, we have an interesting little theme, uh, unintentional cannibalism, which is going to be fun. Yes. I'm intrigued already. As in, oh, shit, this piece of ass just fell into my mouth. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You know, I've actually said that before. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> kind of like, oh, well, I didn't buy it then, and I don't buy it now. <laughs> Want some beef jerky from Motel Hell there? Yeah, you know something like that. Um, yeah, I think one of the movies is alive. I'm doing Soylent Green, so yeah, that's gonna be fun. And of course, then there is this show, and that's about it. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Susan. Oh, the NFW podcast right now. Since we're gearing up for the 250th episode, we are going through the Demon series. And that means every movie that everybody thinks is Demons 3. Apparently there's seven or eight of them. So you can be looking forward to that. And I think that's it. Okay. Uh, I'd like to make an announcement here. If, if I, just in the, in the effort of me not me putting shows out weekly and me trying to kill myself even further, uh, I like to be, be, I didn't make a video for them. And I said I was going to make a video for the BB and BC. But I'll say here and now, uh, BB and BC is now defunct for, I don't know, for the, for the, for, for the duration, I guess. Mike, uh, Decided to hang it up after 280 episodes or something with with Iris there and Mark in tow. Not for all the episodes, but for a lot of the episodes, Iris was there. Uh, this is a man <laughs> where when I, I got into podcasting, I think I think it was him, uh, the, the two Mikes, Mike White and, and Mike Murphy, and John Cross who really got got me motivated to to get going and to um, how to podcast in general and how to put your show on iTunes and how to edit and all this good stuff that you need to know to be a caster. And, uh, I'm grateful every time I record for, for Mike, for, for being one of the ones that showed me the way. So, uh, as a tribute to him and a tribute to my insomnia, I'm going to, I'm going to do a little, little exploitation thing, uh, twice a month on this show, not as part of the regular show, but like, like one, one movie per, per, per side show. For anybody who wants to join, you know, you may hear Iris on one, you may hear all of us on one, you may hear Jerry Herring, Don, whoever else wants to come on, you know, Ben Bill, Bill's waving his hand right now, I can see it, Bill's ready to go, <laughs> Bill's ready to rock, man. Yeah, do it. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely down for something like that, that would be so much but fun. I, I don't have the yeah, crazy knowledge that Mike has, or you guys have, so if you guys want to make lists of stuff that I should do, and if it's available to me... Uh, Please, you know, help me out with that. But uh, I think. It's... Can I start now with Phantom of the Paradise? Oh, done that already. <laughs> yes. Oh, you did. Okay. But um. <laughs> but yeah, as tribute to Mike and uh, Dyrus and the Mark, and I hope I hope those those folks show up on the show as well every once in a while. I'm, I'm put, giving him an open invitation right now, and I plan on messaging Mike and Mark tomorrow to say it's not an obligation, but if you ever feel feel like coming on, just. Let let me know, you know, and you, and you are more than welcome to come on. <laughs> oh, that's real All sweet, right, Gary. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Thank you. And Sam uh, of the Park. <laughs> oh my goodness. We've done that too, actually. You know. Yes. Uh, oh, did you really? Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, look for the Kisteri right. episode. It was. It, it's out there. You know. <laughs> hey, there's always Black Mama, White Mama. Oh. Hey, Black Mama, White Mama. Oh, I haven't seen Dolomite that. Dolomite series. Ain't nothing that. wrong with a bit of Pam. Nope. Ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, this this show and uh, the Hugh Venom commentaries can both be found on LegionPodcast.com, which uh, we're not losing Duncan all the way, but we're losing t- podcasts under the stairs on the Legion feed, and uh, you, you'll you still be able to hear that, of course. It's just, uh, he's not going to be on there anymore, but he'll still be hearing Duncan and Bo go to wherever the fuck they're going to go this week, you know, Twin Peaks or Westworld or, you know, <laughs> those guys are hmm. fucking crazy. But uh, if you haven't joined our social media game, Ricky's really trying to ramp that up. So check out our Instagram Legion and our Twitter Legion and 
Who, who knows? Yeah, if, uh, I almost have to turn the app off because I keep getting notifications. Yeah, Ricky's, from Ricky's, <laughs> he's really, he's really pushing it though, and I gotta commend him for that. I, Bo, Bo gave, Bo gave a task, and he's, he's going at it, you know, and uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's happening. And uh, next episode would be our Mother's Day episode, I think it is. And if not, I'll edit this out. Ooh. To where um, we're going to discuss two films about mothers who persuade their sons to do very nasty things. So we're going to talk, we're doing our Ooh. first Cagney on this show. We're doing White Heat, and we're doing The Manchurian mm-hmm. Candidate. And uh, it should be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to this Mother's Day show. <laughs> and um, that's about it for this one. I'd like to thank our guests, Brian, uh, Tanya, Bill, and Don. Big cast tonight, guys. I'm, I'm really surprised as efficient as it went tonight. But uh, I'm really <laughs> happy with it, and I'm really happy to have you guys on for sure. Thank you so much, guys. Yes, thank yeah. you. This was a blast, man. We enjoyed it. It was it. always fun. fun, yeah. Yeah, thank you for being on. It's been always a pleasure talking to, to y'all. Thank you. Yes, you as well. And uh, I think I speak for Baby Joy when I say you guys have an open invitation to pick a show on ours anytime. Sweet. Nice. Aww, right on. Nice. Yeah, we return the favors. Ever we return our we return our favors. So, you have us. We have an open invitation for you guys to join ours. You pick the episode, and we'll get it coordinated and work it out. Yes. So we're like the Lannisters. We pay our debts. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this has been the City Beef Podcast, where if you got beef, we've got the grinder. See you guys next time.
Keep me moving. 